everybody and welcome to episode 469 of Conversation Street. I am your host Michael. I'm Gemma. She's also your host. We're both your hosts today and we're going to be talking about Coronation Street between the 3rd and the 7th of May 2021. That's episodes 10,315 to 10,320 and whoa there were some big episodes this week weren't there? It was a bit Ooh. of a week. Was it, I think it was like about a year ago that we had the um, Yasmin getting attacked by Jeff in the kitchen week so I think um, you know, I'm seeing a bit of a pattern here. Pre-Britain's Got Talent week by about... I don't mind that usually. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But I, I, I'm wondering... Street shouldn't have to rely on other people to make their week special. I'm kind of thinking that, you know, on the board where, you know, in the Cory offices where they've got all the post-it notes and everything that plan out the, the years ahead, I'm thinking that maybe the circular... Uh, I don't know what I'm talking no, about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. But is this the start of a big, big story that's going to last the whole year. Maybe. I'll have to see. But it was jolly, jolly good. Wednesday's episode. Fantastic. Um, so we look forward to chatting with you about that Would later. Do you like me to give you a quiz? No, I don't want a quiz yet. Oh, God. What else has been going on? Oh, you might hear, everybody, and this is an experiment, a bit of a jingling in today's podcast because Abby has got a collar. Gemma, you made the decision to get Abby a collar, so I think you need to explain. What's the thinking behind Abby's collar? She keeps bringing in mice. It's as simple as that. In the that. middle of the night, and I'm there by myself, like an idiot, running around, trying to capture them and stop them from being eaten by the cat and crushed to death or by the furniture. She's usually quite good and doesn't, you know, doesn't eat them. There's the occasional she doesn't mouse eat them, morsel and in the mouth. She doesn't eat them, just live in the house and poo all over my stuff. That's happened occasionally. I don't like it. But yeah, we, we were chasing a... A mouse underneath the bed the other day, weren't we? After I tried to go to sleep, and that was a bit of the last straw, really. So we bought a little collar with a with a bell on. Let's, here it is. Look. Leave her alone. She she's not too happy with it at the moment, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, that's our that's our big news this week. We got a cat with a bell on it. Anything else, Gemma? No quiz time. Let's do a quiz. Okay, fine. This is things that happen between the third. And the 7th of May, and he's ending in one Have you got a pen to write my yes, amazing score on? Okay, let's check it out. This was taken it. from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Okay. Question Play one. Playing at home, everybody. What? Sorry. Don't be weird. I'm just excited to Third talk about of this May, 2006. Adam Barlow fights in the streets with who over Mike Baldwin's will? Um, 2006. Um... Danny Baldwin. Yes. Yay. 4th of May, 2001. What bad news does Audrey and Alma get at the hospital? Uh, probably that Alma's got cancer. Alma's got a tumour. Yeah. Oh, that was a sad scene. I know, I kept was going and she through... Was like, and then she only lasted a few months after. That was odd, didn't she? I was going through the week for that year for questions, and it's all like, oh... Oh. Look out for misery, everybody, oh. in future weeks of quizzes. 4th of May, 2016. What does Sarah spook Jason by saying when he's working on Gail's annex? Oh, do that. 2016. Oh, gosh, now where where are we up to with uh, with Gail's annex at the moment? Uh, he's working on her annex. Um, Did she, did Jason know that? 
Jason didn't know that... No, he'd found out that Callum was... Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, okay. She's hearing the ghost of Callum coming out of the annex. She thinks the house is being haunted. Yeah. I'll have, I'll but she also thinks it's Richard Hillman. Oh, okay. 4th of May, 2016. After Sally makes fun of the Nazir's gazebo, how does Yasmin plan revenge? By building an orangery. Exactly. Good for her, I say. Yeah, it's lovely. Sally had it coming. 5th of May, 2011. Okay, this is a really difficult one to word because times have changed. Okay. But I based it on, as tactfully as I could, what was presented at the time. You don't need to be tactful on this podcast. Although, everybody, I did have a storyline title for this week that Gemma's told me I'm not allowed to yep. use. So, Audrey warns Claudia not to move in with Mark because she's unaware of his alter ego. Yes. What is her name? Ah. Uh... Oh, I knew that it was Mark. Marsha. Oh, I have to give you half Mark because it's Marcia. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. not half. Yes. Are you sure it's Marcia and not Marsha? It's Marcia. I remember them saying Marcia. Okay, then. All Maybe right. it is Marsha. Well, I'm giving you half anyway because <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. Six Why are you in a bad mood? You're being yeah. annoying. Uh, Six of... <laughs> you've had your deadline. You've usually been in a good mood. you get a few more days off now. Go on, carry on. So, all right, I will. 6th of May, 1981. Who does Ken get engaged to? Deirdre. Yeah. Doing well so far. And uh, this is a good week for quiz. I like this. 6th of May, 1991. What utility goes off on one side of the street? And who do the residents turn to to demand it be put back after it is said it could take two days to be fixed? It was... It was... The water that went off, mm-hmm. and they turned to Alf Roberts. Mm-hmm. I remember this because that's um, when uh, as Alec yeah. was getting mad because they didn't have any water and they'd have to shut the rovers uh, down because yeah, they yeah, didn't have right. any toilets. But then they had a secret lock-in, didn't yeah. they? They, 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 they the... ran out of water to wash the cups. And they had Percy um, guarding outside the front. Fun times. 6th of May, 1996. Jack puts a collection box on the bar for which sick animal whose vet's bills are £200. Bet he's hot shot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm killing it today. Today's How many questions money, have we got left? £200 is £5 million. How much? How much? How much? Of course it is not. £96. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 too, I'm focused on the score. Okay, come on. 7th of May, 1986. What is the name of Bert Tilsley's nephew from Australia oh. who fancies Gail? Ian Latimer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right, don't moan at me. 7th of May, 2001. After her diagnosis, Alma calls off moving to Much Wenlock with who? I've never heard of him. You've never heard of him? Them. Them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who was it? Frank O'Connor. No, not a click. No. Oh, that's not bad this week. If that half was a one, that's pretty much for. Well, marks. get a one then. Why yeah. don't you just bloody get a one? I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Did anyone get the Frank Connor one? I don't know if you did. Was it Connor? No. Oh. Oh, Connor. Brilliant. Who's got a birthday coming up this week? Gemma. And then we'll talk about Corey. 9th of May, Tracy Brabin. 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 Vote for Tracy. Tisha Armstrong. Sally Carmen, woman of the moment, <sighs> Abby Franklin, Emma Woodward, who is Sophie Webster II. 10th of May, 
Maureen Lipman. Brilliant. This is a good week. I says Evelyn Plummer, but what was she, she also played... What was Lillian that? Spencer. That's correct. Dylan and Hayden Whitbread, who were Freddie Peacock second, and Logan Blake Pearson, who's Liam Connor the second. Oh, oh, Abby's getting up, everyone. Announce it, Abby, with your jingling. Oh, you can really hear it. Anyway, that's good. Happy birthday to those people. 13th might... of May. Oh, there's he more. just decided to start talking. 13th of May, Robert Dawning... He played Wally Hunt in Pardon the Expression and Turn Out the Light. Right, Harry Driver, who is the Coronation Street writer and storyliner and writer and first producer of Pardon the Expression. And... Spin-off. Imogen Moore, who was Liam Connor the first. Okay, well... That's gender neutral. Yeah. 14th of May, Bobby Bradshaw, who plays Jake Windass. Okay, so it's now that I'm done. beginning of the week... More exciting. No, you can't slate people because you I, don't know. I'm not These slating. children could go on to become the prime I'm minister. Saying. I'm just saying. Right, that's done. We have. We're. Uh, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a good podcast day. Feeling positive. Looking forward to all the amazing things we're going to say about this week's classic episodes. The amazing episodes. things we're going to say. Yes, hopefully I'll be able to use a better wow. uh, range of vocabulary hopefully. in the actual discussion. But here it is. Here comes street talk. What what a week! What <laughs> oh. well, what a week indeed! That's that's one that's going to go down in the uh, in the Corrie annals, isn't it? That's going to be a clip show. That there were there were clip show moments this week. Yes, indeed, there were award winning performances this week. I can guarantee. Um, there, I mean, the, yeah, the, uh, it, it feels like quite you know a responsibility to give the. <laughs> to give the street talk of this, isn't it? Like, what do we say? Do we say the right thing? What if people don't agree with us on things? But, um, wow, that was a fantastic set of episodes this week, mostly. I did, I'm going to get this out of the way now. I thought Monday was a bit pants, but blimey, Wednesday and Friday's episode, that was, that was Corey at its finest, that was for sure. Um, I, I think we also, I think we need to, um, I want... I think we need to get out of the way that the bit that you've just listened to, the pre-street talk bit, if you listen to this on the podcast, we recorded earlier today, we recorded it before watching tonight's episode, so we yeah. did not know exactly where this is going to go. Also, we have also recorded the news bit, so I think we talk a little bit about in the news about, oh, maybe Sally Carmen's going to have some big things to do this year, because she's been nominated in the TV whatever awards. Yeah, I think we know that she's, there's going to be... Um, She's going, to be cry- she's going to be crying a bit this year, isn't she? She's going to, um, she's going to do a bit of acting, old Sal, this year. But you I know feel what? really she's, sad. I feel she like I want to cry. It. Don't cry. You can, yeah, cry on the podcast, Gemma. Don't Make be it. mean. Right. I think there's a few things we need to get out of the way first before we do our synopsis. <laughs> and this is going to be a long synopsis because there were, there were like two stories this week, weren't there? Um, there's, there's the Sharon Confidential Information stuff that started last week but stopped dead at the end of Monday's episode. Um, and then, obviously... Um, all of this stuff with Nina and Seb, and I, I, I mentioned in the pre uh, pre street talk bit that I I have had one storyline title shut down by Gemma, but I don't care because I've got a better one. Gemma, is this not the best storyline title? It's not even disrespectful or anything. I've had this storyline title on the back burner for about three years now, and I thought it was going to be Christmassy, but it's actually funerally. This storyline is called A Wreath for Franklin. Yes, A Wreath for Franklin, everybody. That's brilliant even if I do say so myself. Now, um, I think, what should we talk about first? How do you want to kick this off? Do we do the synopsis? Do we do about what we thought? I think it feels like we need to talk a bit about the actual story that this was based on. Right, hang on a minute. So, 
I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't seen Corrie, but I know some people do. Um, I, I assume that you know what has happened, but if you haven't, none of this is going to make any sense. So, this week, we had Nina and Seb walk home past a wasteland where um, you had Corey, uh, you know, Eli, names. Asher, and, and some anonymous teams. Summer. Kelly. Kelly, that's right. So, um, Asher and Summer w- left, mm-hmm. leaving the nerdy wells. And um, Seb, uh, Nina sort of got herself involved with the fact that um, she was worried about the girls because they were yeah. a bit drunk and they were around the lads and they were being really leery. So she's like, just want to make sure you're okay. So she um, she spoke to them. She got a slap from Kelly for her troubles. Mm-hmm. Then they walked home. I don't know when, Gemma, you want to kind of bask in the glow of always being right about Kelly. I mean, yeah. you, you can do it Let's now if you want to. Let's just talk about serious stuff at the beginning. Go please. on then, go on then. So, the, um, so they're walking home. And they're obviously scared. They can hear people behind them. They know it's that lot that's coming after them. And they don't know what they're going to do. And they keep walking, hoping that they could get home before they catch up with them. Seb gets his phone out to try to make a phone call to be casual. And then they just get attacked. And it's Corey and Kelly with Seb. We don't see what happens. We see that Corey kicks him. We don't know whether, whether Kelly does. Yeah. And then Nina runs off and we don't see what happens to her. But eventually what happens is they both end up in hospital. And at the end of Friday's episode, Seb dies. Now, I thought this was going to happen um, a week. I was like, I'm, I, I reckon Seb's going to die. I definitely think Seb's going to die. Because he was being so nice on Wednesday. He was like... Oh, just in case he we was never see his, each other again. Was, I mean, the the clues were there. The clues were there. He, you're right. He the whole the first half of Wednesday's episode, he was just being the loveliest guy on the it planet. It was like wasn't being he? the nicest sub has ever been. Giving his, his little life. plastic ring to Nina. To, then he had the classic cliched, I have to say, fallout with his mum, where she thinks that you know it was when she asked him to be. Um, to give her away at the wedding, didn't she? And he yeah. can't because he's got to go and get a nice necklace for her. Well, and then she takes. We the... talk about this more. Detail, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, the re I think um, watching it was horrible. I don't think there are many people who are lucky enough to have never been harassed on the street. Who are listening to this? I think. Pretty oh gosh, much yeah. Everyone can feel that fear that you get that tightness in your throat when you're walking past a group people of people have a go and you're at scared you. and you and they have a go and you just hope that they leave it at that and if they start to follow you or oh, the terror that you feel um so watching it was way harder than i thought it was going to be i knew this was coming up but when i was watching it i was taken aback by how like my body reacted like i was actually it takes scared. you back there doesn't it mm-hmm. um so this story is actually based on a real story of a murder that happened in Lancaster, is it Lancashire? Um, And it was a a hate crime where, unfortunately, a young girl called Sophie Lancaster was killed by a group of of boys when she was walking home with her boyfriend in a park. Um, And they worked with um, Sophie's mum, Sylvia, I think. You got Coronation Street, did yeah. Cor- Coronation Street worked with her in order to try to get the story right to do it justice to bring uh, 
to bring this to, to people's attention. Yeah, I read that, um, interestingly, I read that Sophie's mum said that she has been kind of behind the creation of Nina as a character right from the really? start. Yeah, so her this mum's is, Sylvia. Yeah, so this is a, this is a, a long, this, this, uh, this has been in the, in the can for a long time. Not in the can, that's not the right word, is it? This has been in, in the pipeline. I knew it was in something for quite a long time, but it's, I, I would have never even guessed that the character of Nina always had this tragic trajectory ahead of her. It, it's so sad, and and it, I th- hearing about it, I like had I had memories of this happening at the time. So this happened but I didn't in know much about it. It was it was a it was a long time ago. So this yeah, it happened in two thousand and seven. It wasn't in Lancashire. Eleventh of August, she was attacked with her boyfriend, five boys. Um, well, they were all quite young. Yeah. I don't really like um diminishing people by saying boys to try to make people feel sorry for them because they murdered somebody um it was also and, and it was because she was of in so, hospital for 13 days and, and it, then it was sim- sim- similar she was 20 when she died she yeah was 20 years old similar reasons for her their attack on her as well aren't she they? was they they were attacked because of the way that they looked because sophie um was a goth um they called her names and then they kicked her to death so this story, um, I think a lot of people who listen to this show feel like they're a bit different to other people or they feel a bit weird sometimes. And so it really hits you when something like this happens to somebody yeah. for the way that they look. Yeah, definitely. It's awful. Just reading about it, I think a lot of people have got quite upset about about it. And, and I... I because just wearing something different or looking different to, yeah. to everybody else is so harmless to other people. But it just, for some reason, there's something inside some people that just turns them into monsters when they see somebody that's not like them. And it's not just, I mean, um, Sophie Lancaster Foundation. If you go to sophielancasterfoundation.com, um, they have, talk. they talk about what they do and... Um, how to what to do if you if you're a victim of a hate crime or if you see one who to report it to if you're in England, and they talk about um, the the different services there for the daily education and, and training and things like that. Um, but the sad thing about this is that yeah we we're we're talking here about attacking people because they're goths and. Now we have the problem of people attacking other people because of like the age Asian hate at the moment. People attacking people because they're Asian is like it is on social media everywhere. People just being beaten up because in 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 America and the UK, it's not just it's it's all kinds of different people. You just you just have to look slightly different from somebody. And it's enough for somebody to attack you. It's tragic and sad and horrible. It's, and it's not al- even words to describe it. It's also tragic and, and sad and horrible that ha- ha- as important it, as it is to you know, raise awareness of these issues, and I think Corey's doing a really good thing by bringing this, att- bringing this to light, it's sad to know that wh- however much campaigning you're going to do, you're never going to stop people being horrible. But Well, you can stop them you, from... If you can stop... You know, one person. If this if this saves one person, I think it's making a difference. If it makes somebody think differently, it's going to make a difference. I honestly so. think it makes it. Yeah, I think things like this are really important, um, 
this is like affecting me way more than I thought. I don't think I'm doing a very good job of explaining what's going on here. But, oh, you're doing a very good job, better um, job than I would. It's making me feel so sad and frustrated because this happened in 2007 and we're in 2021 now and there's a whole new... Well, it's not new, is it? People who are Asian know that this has been going on for a long time, but it just really frustrates me that, you know, you can say, oh, what's the hate crime of the moment? You know what I mean? Mm. It sounds horrible to say it like that, but I just wanted to bring it up because I wanted to make sure, you know, I wanted to sort of say that you can be, you can support hate crime against everybody. You don't have to just pick one group. Um, I'm glad that Corey has decided to tackle this because it gives me an opportunity to talk about that specific thing that's quite... You know that that I feel I feel really badly about too because of coronavirus and everything. People targeting Asian people in the UK and in America to attack them to beat them up because mm. I don't know. Again, I don't. I can't understand. I know. I'm glad I don't understand that kind of hatred. Yeah. Um. Well, let's 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 move on, as to to you know the fortunately not real life. Coronation Street and um, chat chat about what happened there and uh, what we thought of it. Did we enjoy it? Did we hate it? Did we, yeah, we can't, you know, be, we we can't, can't be sad and serious all the way through this episode. No, but we I think it was bit... really important that we mentioned Sophie you know, yeah. at the top of the episode. And I think, uh, I don't want to be too cheesy about it, but I think it's lovely to turn something horrible into, you know, uh, a cause for good. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, um, you said all week you thought that that Seb was going to die. What? Yeah. How, I, how I was, much? Let, can let's... I just completely change tack here? Because like, I'm going to cry in a minute if I keep on talking about this. I just wanted to say I was right. <laughs> I said Kelly was evil all along. And I also was completely convinced before Wednesday, because I knew this was going to happen... Because they they t- they were talking about it and they they put a lot of about it on social well, media and you mentioned it to me as well. Um, I was completely I was like I reckon Seb's gonna die. I'm pretty sure Seb's gonna die. And then when the episode was like, Mom, just in case we never see each other again, I yeah. want you to know that I love you. Um, and I then know. and then on Friday when when Abby started saying, Oh, I'm gonna get him some of that dippy lights for his tea. Uh, I was Abby like, was he's gonna die. He's Abby dead. was in denial. Abby was in denial. She was you know, perfectly, you know, rational and sane and normal coping reaction Poor Abby. to this, oh, to, no. you know, say oh. this is what's going to happen when he gets better. And we were it, talking a minute ago about, um, about what happened when Luke died. And this feels exactly like it did when Luke died, where if you were to ask me, like, a month ago, like, oh, who must we never kill on Coronation Street? I definitely wouldn't have said Luke before he died. Definitely wouldn't have said Seb. But now they're gone. And now he's gone. I'm like, but he was so young and beautiful. It was and he very, had such the, the parallels between Luke. Hair. It was because he's young, a young boy died in violence. Yeah. But it was an exciting story and it makes you feel guilty because. I know how... that it makes it exciting. And when it happened tonight, yeah. I was feeling kind of excited. <laughs> So it's really horrible. It's, it is, but and is, I've it, seen so yeah. many people saying, "I don't want Seb to die. I don't want Seb to die." Yeah, but I, mean, I was thinking. I, think the re- I think I kind of hope that he does for the drama, and it's, <laughs> I know it's bad. But, but I he was, was the red shirt of this situation. Wasn't he was. He? he was the one who died to prove the situation is yeah. serious. So I, I'd, I think. Been I, just reading... want, I just want to say, go on then. In order to do the story of Sophie Justice, somebody had to die because this was a story about a real life murder. 
I, I think it I feel it would have been it would have been the issue have... of the month. It would have been you know could have been yeah. swept on the car under the carpet. It would have been. Line, it wouldn't have been true gonna... to the story, and this needs to be something that hits you in the gut. Mm. Yeah. So, and this is what happened this this week. So uh, uh, when I've I've complained already a number of times on the podcast this year about in McLeod's verbal diarrhea when it comes to not really spoiler free hints about what's going to happen in 2021 he did this he did this interview in december or january i can't remember and and one of the things he mentioned was about um i I don't remember the exact words but there was there was a a story bringing all the teen characters together that was going to be you know harsh and harrowing and and long lasting and you know all these dramatic turns of phrase that he was using to describe it and tragic I also he also said something there would be a story that brings Roy and Abby together. And oh. I remember reading this at the time and, and I was so spoiler. stupid. Well no, you know, a story that involved those two, which right, it okay. does. I'm not saying that they're gonna start I don't know. Roy. Carry on. Abby's gonna ditch Kevin for Roy. Um, she should. <laughs> Carry on. I, and I thought that that sounds interesting. But I, I knew I shouldn't have seen these, but I just couldn't help it. I couldn't help looking at these not so spoilery I mean not so spoiler free spoilers. Um uh, How would you have spoiler-free spoilers? No, I know that doesn't make sense. There's supposed, supposed to be hints, but and then, and then people start saying, "Oh, I think this is going to happen. I reckon that's going to happen." And I was like, "Think at the time, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really want a teen story. To, I mean, Asher's quite good, but I'm not really convinced by the other teens. But I'm proven wrong there already." Um, I thought, I don't know how Abby and Roy could get together, but I don't, I don't, I don't really put. I like those two characters, but I don't know how they'd get together. That'd be weird. And then I also read that there was also something about Nina suffering you know, having the worst thing that could happen to her or something, that there was something alluding to the fact that she was going to have some major tragedy befall her. So then then we get to, you know, about a month or so ago, maybe, and some um, images leaked to the press of the filming of these scenes by the canal. And it's like, oh, that's quite exciting. They're going up on location again. I think this is the first big location shoot that they've done um, since COVID. And it was just, you know, the, the odd scene. Um, on Wednesday's episode, and I say, oh, that, and and then I started to hear rumblings of that somebody was going to get attacked, and I, and 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 I, along with other people on forums and whatever, were starting to put together, yeah, what actually turned out to be quite accurate theories about what was going to happen, and then two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I, I lose track. We got the synopses through through the email that like we always do on the, on a Tuesday. And uh, I did my usual thing of scrolling through just to see oh, which characters are going to be are going to be in there this week. I'm not going to read the spoilers, but I just have a look and see what character names flash up. And I was like, oh, Wednesday, that's just going to be one spoiler. That's going to be one episode. And it's going to be about it's going to be about seven uh, one one story in the episode. And that's going to be about seven uh, uh, seven Nina. And uh, back at the time then, that was just when seven Nina were getting together. And I told you, I said, oh, Gemma, there's going to be a seven Nina episode coming up. Soon. You and said you were, there's going to be a two hander. I, oh, no, I didn't say two hander. Did. did I say two hander? Yeah, you okay. Did. Well, I said it's going to be a story just about these two characters, and I said Seb and Nina. And like, I said, who cares about that? Because this is how quickly Corey viewers have fallen in love with the idea of Seb and Nina, I isn't know, it? And Literally it's over. two, three weeks ago when they first got together, it's like, oh, come on, isn't it frustrating that they can do it when they want to? It's immensely frustrating that they there can other, make a, a good like... relationship that's that's romantic and sweet and soppy and yeah. and lovely and it's not just for come to bed with me yeah that's the main problem and, uh, and one takeaway that i've got from this is 
you know, maybe it can happen again. Yeah. And the fact that they can bring these two characters who didn't have anything to do with each other together and make them fall oh, in love and so make the nation together. warm to them so quickly means that they yeah, maybe it can happen again. Oh, I'm so sad. Um and so so oh. then it was beginning of last week, I think. Yeah. Monday morning, I get up and the Corrie Instagram page is full of pictures of the various teens. There's the the news articles had come out interviews had leaked i was like oh i don't want to read it i don't want to read it but i saw the words hate crime there in the headlines like yeah that this is going to be a a, there's going to be an attack and i've just been really 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 trying hard to avoid it but by by the time this weekend i mean this week's episode started i was like oh i know that on wednesday seven nina are going to get attacked and you knew that as well didn't you i cut you tell me I, stuff I've, I don't want to know. I, but no, sometimes you ask. Sometimes you ask. So yeah, I, because you go, I know something you don't know. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so tell Wednesday's me. episode, you knew it was going to happen. But like you said earlier, actually watching it there, it was a lot more difficult to watch. Make me feel panicky. It, it was. And it was one of those times, which doesn't happen very much on Coronation Street, where I can sit there and watch it and be panicky. And yeah. neither of us are the sorts of viewers that will sit there and cry at an episode. And lots of people have done. And, and, and you so say that's that, good. but I don't cry because I want to be brave for you. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I do feel like crying, but I, I don't want to cry because you make fun of me. I don't make fun you, of you. No, I, I said you would. I, I'd cry at Forrest Gump. You'd make fun of me at that, actually. <laughs> well, now that's I don't different. Very, 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 very little on TV or film make me cry, but it's been really nice to see how this has touched people. And, and, I mean, it's, it's been but, really nice seeing people cry yeah, about this. Yeah, but it, it definitely got me, <laughs> it got me on edge, and that's when yeah, I know that Corrie's doing it, a good job. It's sickening. Now, by the end of Wednesday's episode... yeah. We this had is... that cliffhanger, didn't we? What? With the beep, beep, beep. What beep? The Seb's machine. Oh. And Abby's like, oh, 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 I think I've just stepped on the, pulled out a wire or something. Oh, and then she's, she's left in there. She's trying to she, do... She's, she's kicked out while the nurses are there <gasps> defibrillating him. Yeah. And I was like, blimey, is he, is he going to die? I didn't know. And that was a fantastic cliffhanger because at that stage I'd been sort of thinking, so who's going to die and who's not? I was pretty convinced at that time that, that Nina was safe. One, because... I just think Nina's safe because of what she, what she brings to the show. Yeah, and I don't that, want to be mean about Seb, but Nina is a character we haven't seen before on the show, I don't think. No. And she works so perfectly with Roy, they would be stupid to get rid of her. She's the best thing that's happened to Roy since Hayley. Yeah, and she's she's one of the brightest sparks of new characters that Coronation Street has had for a long time. She's got massive following. I, I mean, one of the things that Sophie's mum has said is just how pleased she is to see how the Corrie viewers have taken Nina to their heart. So I, I was pretty sure that she was safe. Although, you know, killing off a much-loved character is, you know, that's a uh, that, that's a dramatic technique that gets used, isn't it? Kill off the character, kill off the beloved characters to, to really get, you yeah. know, people... Um, but well, anyway, I, I was pretty sure she was safe, but I wasn't so sure about Seb. And Seb hadn't been in the show much recently. He'd kind of come out of, a, come out of his, you know, hibernation. Um, just in the last few weeks. And I think that Corrie could afford to lose him as as much as I have loved him in the past few weeks. And actually, if you go back and listen to the podcast in previous, in years gone by, I'm pretty sure that I have been a bit of a Seb supporter in the past. When he came in, I mean... We, we've, he's had his ups and downs. He's, he has had his ups and downs. Um, and I, maybe I don't want to go into this too much because we've got the the character profile of Seb later, which we still haven't recorded yet. We're going to be going to bed late tonight. Um, but yeah, I thought that Corrie, the, 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 yes. he, he could, he could die. Now, 
after Wednesday's episode, I was so going this to... is this. You're telling us the story of of you your viewing experience of this, are you? Yeah, yeah. People, right, people okay. want to know. People want to know. After Wednesday's episode, I, was like, I, I, I want to. Though. I want to avoid all spoilers. If I find out that Seb's dead, and then I was like. Do people know that Seb's dead? Is it in the synopsis? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that this is the sort of thing that Cory would keep quiet. I'm pretty sure that if they had spoiled that he was going to die, it would have leaked or somewhere because something as big as that, it's impossible to avoid well, if you yeah. look at any kind of Cory social media or you know soap, um, yeah. whatever. So I was thinking, oh, but maybe Stop he doesn't. Putting your hand on your mouth. Sorry, um, and then. I was, and then I was, I was doing a bit of research for the cabin today to see what news there, and not anything that came up that was t- anything to do with it. I was like, don't look, don't read it. But then I happened to see a headline of an article that said, um, Nina can't remember what happened and Seb is fighting for his life. And I was like, Becker, I think that's a spoiler for next week. I think Seb's going to be fighting for his life next week. So I went into tonight's episode pretty convinced that Seb was going to make it through the night. Because really? I thought I'd seen an effort, a spoiler for next week, but actually it was a spoiler for today. So when it actually happened, it, it, I, I, was, I was not necessarily expecting it. Although, and here's something else about our viewing experience today. You know, every time before Coronation Street starts, they have the um, oh, yeah. you know, ITV ident and everything. And more often than not in recent years, they'll say, this episode contains scenes that viewers might find upsetting or whatever. We muted that at today's episode, didn't we? we Coronation you Street was... You didn't wanna... I didn't want to know whether they were going to say this might contain scenes that viewers find upsetting. And it was like, oh, this is quite a long one. I think they probably are saying something. Um, and then at the beginning... So I was like, okay, maybe something's happening. Then we watched the episode. And then the final... We still don't know what they said. I still don't know what they said. <laughs> Please be aware that um, Seb's going to die in this episode. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't say. And then, then this is this is the, the big clue that something bad was going down. Uh, in the advert break, before the final part of tonight's episode, before they went back to Coronation Street, they had another announcement. And we were like, quickly mute it. I don't want to know what they're going to say here. We but still don't know. Still don't know what they said. But going, said, make sure you stay going tuned in, after this because there's another episode of Coronation Street after this. <laughs> going into the final 10 minutes of this week's, uh, of tonight's Coronation Street, we knew that something was going to happen that is going to distress, upset, whatever you like, viewers. And I was thinking... And we, and we said, I think he's going to die now. But then we still didn't believe it until it actually happened. And I feel bad for like, you know, and not like going, yeah, I was right or anything like that. But like I've kind of alluded to already, um, it kind of makes it, it raises the stakes massively. And I think that, um, I think that the storyline going forward is going to be much better because of because there's this death involved, um, and also it, it it sucks that Seb and Nina have you know been torn apart before they even got going or anything, but yeah, the fact that Nina was able to you know find love with with young Sebastian Potter, I can't remember what she called him. She called him a funny name yesterday. Oh yeah, Sebastian Franklino or something. I might, might have done. Um, mate, they fell in love so quickly. Makes me think she can love again. It's going to be a while. And I mean, I'm not certainly not discounting her getting back with Asher or anything like that. But um, I, yeah. I have faith in Coronation Street that, that that they can, you know, eventually make Nina get through this because I tell you what, she's been 
fantastic this week. And Nina, for me, since she started, I've always liked her. There's been lots of lots and lots and lots of praise for Molly Gallagher's uh, portrayal of Nina. And I've always liked her, but I did think that last year she was a bit underused. And all the, uh, the main thing that Nina brought to the show, I felt, last year was moaning about people not recycling in the cafe or, um, you know, complaining when they had some meat or something. But this week, it was... It was like she she was she was wonderful, and I think when we get onto the synopsis, eventually, you know, we're half an hour into street talk now, and we can go over some of the things that just made me absolutely adore Nina even more. And um, she's she she's just fantastic this week. So that that was kind of my viewing experience of Coronation Street this week. So I didn't know what was going to happen. I when I started watching tonight's episode, I was pretty sure he was going to be fine, but no. So. Right. Shall we? Shall we get on? I oh, go on. Right. So, uh, one thing I wanted to say. Yes. Was hate crime seems to come from not understanding or knowing somebody, or or having a strong reaction against the way somebody looks because you dehumanise them because of they don't look like you. Okay. Yeah. So so in a sense this um. This is a slightly more complicated situation because Corey does know Nina. He doesn't know her very well and he seems to have discounted her completely because of the way that she looks. Sophie's story, the the story this is based off of, I believe they were complete strangers to one another. Mm. But I remember I was doing a questionnaire earlier today, which is not related at all to this podcast, and it was about why do you what do you get out of the the um the creative media that you consume? And it made me think about why do we do this podcast or what what do I get out of watching Corey? And one of the things that I get out of it is learning about different people and understanding what makes them tick. And I honestly think that that's the key to stopping things like this is to understand one another and and to really get to know people and to not dismiss them because of the way Mm. that they look. And if you're listening to this and and this has affected you, you're not alone. You're part of a community. Yeah. I think... So that's why uh, I just want, I just wanted to say that. You guys need to listen. It does make you... If th- it makes you sad to see the story, just remember that you're not alone. Oh, should, should, we, should we get on and do the, do the synopsis? I think we should talk I think about we should what talk happened. To... Do you want to do Mondays or do you want me I mean, to just do... do it you didn't re- like Mondays. I didn't like Mondays. So do you want to take Monday, the Aretha Franklin story? and um, The and only I... story apart from... Sharon Confidential Do you know want to know something? I was so... What? Right, okay. i just say this one last thing. Go just on, to, Just to put a little bit of levity into this situation. I was so convinced that Seb was going to die. I remember being half awake when you left on Thursday morning. I, I was what, awake. Yeah, you left at like five o'clock in the morning wherever you go. And I was uh, half awake, uh, half asleep. And I was going, must check to see if Seb can donate liver to Peter with HIV <laughs> Google when you wake up Google Google and then it turned into this weird dream where I was like it wasn't a dream about that it was a dream about me trying to remember when I woke up to Google and I didn't even remember to do it do you think he will that's quite a good I theory. think I look I did look it up eventually and I don't think he can donate I think you can only donate to other people who also have um the same condition as you do so but I think that they are trying to broaden the amount of people that can 
benefit, shall I say, from an organ donation from people who are suffering from AIDS or HIV. Okay. But that was how convinced I was on Thursday. I was like, don't sleep. Google, Google. <laughs> right, so... Monday. Monday. He's fine on Monday. There's no need to worry. It was, it was more wedding stuff on Monday, wasn't it? I'll tell you what happened. Go so on, the wedding's then. in two days, but you don't need to worry about it. No. Nothing's going to stop them, apparently. Tyrone um, doesn't get a free pass for yeah. being a dick. He's still... They're, they're still... Um, tell you what, this puts in bang to rights, isn't it? No one cares about you anymore, Tyrone. You're a stupid little fella. Tyrone's still in, in the doghouse because he wants to take a leader along to the wedding. Well, and... she's not coming. She's not coming anymore. Kevin tells Tyrone he wants to put all of this behind him. Abby's not, not quite as forgiven about this. Then there's a bit of a, a snafu with the wedding venue. Debbie phones her up and says, uh, looks like there's a problem. So Abby starts to stress out and Seb's like, don't worry, it will all be fine. <laughs> you could just write down, like, Seb's, Seb's uh, dialogue this week was all the things that you say on a slate right before you're about to die. Yeah. Turns out the roof's collapsed, but hopefully it'll be fixed on time, says Debbie. And also, the own, they can't use the other hotels because this is the only one that's got a marriage licence or some kind of paperwork's been done and they have to get married in the place they said they get married in. See, the problem I had with Monday was it really was a case of well, anything that could go wrong is going to go wrong, but then it turns out by the end of the episode everything's going to go okay. And to lead and with then, the then... roof of the hotel has collapsed, it's like I thought it was a bit silly. Right, so and tell- I know this hotel is looking a bit ropey recently, we've commented on the podcast, but I, I thought that was, meh, didn't like it. Seb tells Nina about Abby's background, about her being a drug addict, and he mentions that one time she sold an heirloom, which was her mother's, for, for drugs. And Nina latches onto this, because he's, he's basically, he's not, he's not being horrible about um, her. She, he's saying... She's come up good, you know. Yeah. She, you wouldn't believe now to look at her. And then he dishes all the dirt. <laughs> Nina says, I reckon you can find a, a version of that to give her as a gift. Yeah. So it was a necklace, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and Nina's like, oh, it would Nina's be very nice thoughtful. if we could... So Sally, Sally's got a sore throat and she's supposed to be officiating this. It's not COVID. It's not COVID, she says. And now all of those videos have been demonetised on YouTube. Congratulations, Sally. <laughs> Abby's reaction was just like to leap back going, yeah. whoa, don't no. come near me. <laughs> that would be just my luck. Right, right at the end fight. of the pandemic, get, get COVID. Can things get any worse? Yes, they can. Um, Alina... Uh, is as amorous because she thinks Tyrone choosing her over Kevin is amazing, and they they go off and bonk in the in the bedroom, and he comes back out and he's got half a sandwich left, and it's the best day of his life. <laughs> I want to not even pick a lily either, is it? Break him over with my knee. Um, Nina's searching the net for the necklace to find it, and Seb um, Seb's making all these comments about. Oh, jewelry. I, should, I should learn what kind of engagement ring you should. I should get you. Roy's like, oh god. And he's not being serious about it, is he? But I mean, I, I think I think Seb is getting a little bit overexcited. He he realizes he's got something weeks, special here, which maybe in Soapland is like four months. But we we were pretty serious, pretty soon. Oh yeah, on. We, yeah, you can. Yeah, we certainly were. We, we knew, didn't we? Yeah. Your mum, your mum was calling me. Your future, future her future son-in-law within the, you know, we can, we got days. two of us going out, so. Um, Roy, Roy, Roy's worried about this because he thinks that it's going a bit too fast. Um, then after, in the afterglow of their lovemaking, Lena tells Tyrone that. We're so poetic, Gemma. She should probably. Tell you got an English degree. <laughs> he should probably be. 
<laughs> yeah, I just read all the smutty ones. <laughs> no, I didn't really. Um, he should probably be Kevin's best man, and she doesn't care if she goes to the wedding or not, basically, and she he shouldn't let this ruin their relationship. She's she's the most mature one in this in this couple, which is the sad thing because he's double her age almost. Meanwhile, Kevin uh, Abby's still fretting. Kevin doesn't care because he's you know. It doesn't really matter to him, I don't imagine. <laughs> she says... How many times has he got married now? It's like, water of a duck's back, in it? Abby realised... She says she's just realised how much this wedding means. That was nice, because you'd, compl- you'd not liked Abby's attitude about the it wedding wasn't beforehand, that, had you? It wasn't that Abby's attitude. It's just I have a problem with the not-like-the-other-girls syndrome that people fall into sometimes where whereby it's cool to make fun of girly things because girls like them. Mm. And, and Abby not, had been I'm like, not, I don't, don't want a big fluffy dress. I don't want. But I un- yeah, I understand. That's what women are like. And some women are like that. And some women are like the girly things. My problem is not whether you're a girly girl or not girly girl. The, my problem is if you say I'm not a girly girl, therefore I'm better than other girls. That's my yeah. problem, and that's that is an ongoing issue with women in general. This kind of internalized misogyny that we think that being less feminine is is intrinsically better. So it was quite nice when she t- for you at least. Well, for- I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with it being depicted in the show. You're making it something slightly different oh, to what I, I actually I think about it. Yeah, okay. I don't care whether Abby likes it or not. I'm I'm touched that she she cares yes. about it, and I want her to have a nice day because she's a she's a character that I like. Yeah. But if she were to say I want to get married in my overalls, I would say brilliant. But then if she said I want to get married in my overalls, not in a dress like that stupid cow. That's where I got the problem. Do you see the difference? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, oh, I can't get out of breath. Nina pauses her her necklace hunting to go to see Alia. I no. can't remember. I Surely think not. Was, I thought Alia's she not did. been in it this week. She's not. I think she just went off to see her, but I don't think we saw her. Oh no! Her. Yeah, she wants to talk to her about designing it or Some, something. Yeah, something like that. Some I, kind I of don't nonsense. Know. Anyway, she it, never it, comes up. I don't know if she's gives, written out. At some it just point. gives Seb and Roy the chance to be alone together in the cafe. Roy doesn't says, it? "I'm worried you're getting a bit of he- ahead of yourself about his engagement with her and stuff. Do not go the same way with Nina as you, as Asha did, where you get too hot and heavy, and yeah. then it kind of Pushed implodes." Off, yeah. Um, Corey's at speed dial later. R. Kelly turns up. Um, they're all having a party and chilling out. Um, and then you get Corey um, slagging Asha off and, and kind of in this very teenage boy way of like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Like, to care is to be a, a loser. And so I'm cool, so I don't care. And Asha's like, oh, just always telling me what to do. But she's not my boss, so I don't have to listen to her. Nina overhears them talking about this. And this is like the seeding of her worrying about how Corey treats the girls that he hangs around with, mm. which is what leads to her confronting yeah. them. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's just Corey's villainy through and through that is, has caused all of this. Can we? Can I just say... He says, I can do what I want when I want. Maximus Evans, that's what he's called, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Awesome name. He's, he's brilliant this he's week. Such, yeah, he's so good at playing Corey. He's such a git. Yeah. I hate him so much. He's, he's, he's quite... Yeah, charismatic in a way, which as a good yeah. soap villain should be. I love how he can kind He's of play the yeah. p- kind of play the innocent, polite guys. I like when he was talking to Abby in tonight's episode. Like, I promise, I don't know anything. I, I wasn't there. He You're really like good a nice job. guy. I will say he does a very good job because sometimes when the villain switches and pretends to be nice, they can get a bit too snivelly and grovelly. 
Yeah. And he wasn't like that. No, and so it's going to be interesting to see... He was quite sincere. Interesting to see how um, much the police believe him when they inevitably haul him in, you know, next week, I can only assume. Will they believe him... Will will he try and throw Kelly under the bus? Maybe when mm. really it was him. And I know I'm not. I'm not saying well Kelly deserves to get away with it. She absolutely doesn't. But we we'll don't talk about know. That in a yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so he's just like lording over everybody and acting like the big I am. Later on, Kevin sent Abby home because she's so stressed out. Karen tells Tyrone that um, that he's worried that Abby's going to end up cancelling this whole thing because everything's going wrong. And Tyrone says. Guess what, mate? This really wound me up because Kevin... <laughs> Everything Tyrone does wind you up at the moment. Kevin's there going, oh, it could be the end of my wedding. Uh, Abby's so upset because the roof fell in and now Sally can't speak. It's like it's cursed. And Tyrone goes, guess what, mate? Your lucky wish has come true because I, Tyrone, will come to your wedding by myself and be your best man. And instead of going, mate, I don't care... <laughs> you've had your chance, you you threw it back in my face, you've acted like a dick and nobody wants you there now anyway. Kevin went, Woohoo! as long as my mate Tyrone's going to be there, I don't even care if there's a roof. <laughs> I wanted to smash their heads together, honestly. <laughs> oh, what, what, I was really, I was so mad about it. The way, the, just the entitled way that Tyrone was like, well, this news will cheer you up. I've reinvited myself to the wedding. <laughs> And I'm not bringing my bird on the side. Yeah, as long as Fizz isn't coming either. I... <laughs> yeah, he hasn't He hasn't established this, has he? No. Not that it matters one bit now, does it? No. Anyway, Kevin's chuffed. The other teens gather at Speed Doll. There's Summer. There's another guy called Eli. Um, and they all go out for a smirk. They go for a smirk out. If you, if, you were, and if you weren't sure completely whether they were villainous at this point, yeah, the fact that they've gone out for a smirk upstairs. They're smirking at people outside. <laughs> um, smirking their cigarettes. Um, now you know. Maybe they're vaping. Probably, but you know. It's the cool thing to do if you're a teenager. It's not cool, don't it? But Summer ribs Kelly about fancying Corey and... Kelly. Kelly tells Summer that she fancies Eli, and I think that kind of top, that's why Summer ends up going off with them on Wednesday because she's kind of got, got the so hot Kelly for Eli. Says that Eli fancies you, Summer. Ke- Kelly says, he, no, Summer says, Kelly, you fancy Corey. Yeah. Uh, and Kelly says, oh, you fancy Eli. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think e- Eli doesn't care about Summer one way or the other. He's, uh, he's... Eli was also a bit of a, of a scrape, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Asha comes into the cafe and she is such a square. <laughs> I wanted to give her a pat on the head and send her back home with a milkshake. Nina asks her about her and Corey. And Asha's like, oh, yeah, things are fine. And Nina says, well, I saw... Um, Corey cozying up with Kelly and kind of warns her off and Asha's like oh you're trying to stir things up and um she says to Nina at least I'm with someone who loves me now which is she absolutely tragic utterly in denial she just kind of she she must know she's just kind of wishing it this is like the sunk cost fallacy with Asha where she's like well I've got this in this deep is there a way out for me now because not only has she moved out of her dad's house and she's kind of uh, stuck two fingers up to him and said that she knows better than he yeah, does. Yeah, she wants to save face. But she's also, her entire social life now revolves around Corey and everyone's in his thrall, like he's the son and they're all revolving around him. Mm. So if she was to go, go back home to her dad, she'd lose face with all of her friends. 
so-called friends and she just can't even i don't even think she can imagine mm. what what this would speaking, be like speaking of friends it's been very interesting how little amy we've had in this story so i was far. surprised about this because she she didn't she wasn't along you know at the wasteland she wasn't there is it because the actress is younger than i think she's a lot younger i, I than think she is but else. if you i mean I, maybe we just have a pause at the moment because one of the things we didn't mention earlier that i maybe wanted to was the publicity image that coronation street has put out a couple of weeks ago for this story and amy is part of this yeah so it's this um <laughs> photoshopped image of all the teens together isn't it standing um underneath the rosamond street sign um and my first i have to say my first reaction when i saw this picture when it came up the other monday morning was who's that in the middle and then five seconds later i was like oh yes it's summer i still (laughs) got over that literally i was staring at this person in the middle and i was like who is, the, is this a new character? I doubt Harriet Bibby listens to this podcast. I'm sorry, Harriet. But please understand that Michael said this about Eva for about a year. And yeah, Eva and look how that turned, turned into out. One of his favorite characters of all time. Yeah, but I, 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 I was uh, anyway. That that's Corey's problem. Not not Corey the character who <laughs> lots of characters <laughs> are still calling him Corey this week. I know. Um, it's Corey's it's Corey's problem, but they they introducing her too slowly and I uh, and and oh, no, no, anyway. So we've got we've got this picture. So there's um there's Kelly kind of leaning up against a lamppost, looking kind of cool on the left hand side. Then you got Corey the other side of that, looking a bit. He looks like he's leaning up a lamppost. He's obviously been photoshopped in. It doesn't look quite right, but he's just looking kind of. How would you? Just, you don't you know, get too in depth with this because this is a podcast. You got you got Asha there, kind of trying to look cool with her hands on her hips. Summer leaning against the uh, against the wall. Then you got Nina and Seb together, and then finally Amy up against the uh, the the lamppost or the telegraph pole or something. And so, and so out of all these characters, the one that we've seen by far the the least of is is Amy. So I'm really interested to see what she's going to do as this story progresses because she must have a big role to play otherwise she wouldn't be in this same with summer we did we saw very little of summer in tonight's episode didn't we but i think she's this is going to hopefully be the making of new summer as well who's not in this picture and i'm kind of gutted about it really is ardy considering out of you know out of all the young characters i'm out, i'm not really including nina and seb in this because they're kind of a bit older aren't they than, yeah. than the others. Ardy and, and Adam Hussein's portrayal of him, he's, he's one of my favourites, absolute favourites, and I'm kind of gutted that he's going to play playing presumably so little a role in this story, which is kind of revolves around her sis, his sister. He's not going to be in it. And, and Asher even said today, oh, I'm going to go and see Ardy, but he never turned up. But I don't know. I suppose there's still time, isn't there? So, yeah, what's happening with Amy? I don't know. But anyway... I I am really confused. It looks like Elle Mulvaney is two years older than Millie Gibson. Is she? Well, I can't... No, that's true, because Millie is the right age. Oh, I don't... Millie is 16, according to this. Yeah. So she was born in 2004, and Elle was born in 2002. So are they are the characters the same age? I look, This is what happens when you start casting actors yeah, that, that are older than the characters they play. It makes it so confusing. Anyway, where were we, Gemma? Um, we've got... I don't know. You oh, yeah, decided yeah. to describe in great detail a what a picture. photograph looks like to people on a audio um, medium. So well, my description was so vivid. If you haven't seen the photo somehow, it's like you you're there. If you there, listen to this on YouTube, like you're just on the end. open your eyes because it's literally in front of your face. So Ash is like, yeah. So so Ash and Nina have had a falling out. Then then see Kelly is just being um, a turd, isn't she? She's um, she's 
getting she's th- thrilled by the power that she's holding over the fact that she thinks she's the hot girl out of everybody there you can tell she thinks she's the yeah she's the hottest girl and she all the guys are enthralled to her and she says oh we should change our relationship status to being in a couple and she says to Corey, what would, what would change it why don't you change it see what asha does and she, and she's lo- loving this the attention and being the center of attention with the lads um, and, and having a great time. And Summer suddenly pipes up. I don't think that's very nice. And then the boys go, ha, 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 and Kelly tells her to grow up. Now, Summer really does have a pretty strong backbone here. She does this a couple of times this week where she'll call people out and then leave. I think she's really brave. I don't think I would have been this brave when I was her age. No. And I think if, she's if people been... are honest with themselves, I don't think... That many people would be. I think she's quite a special person. She's always been mature for her age, hasn't she? And maybe she yeah. realises that, you know, the, the, the others are being immature and childish about it. Yeah, so she calls them out, but they don't really care. Um, because she's just so, you know, she's little and innocent. Well, she's and she, the vicar's she daughter. Come, they make a, fun yeah. of her for being the vicar's daughter. So. She comes across as being the young, innocent, naive She does come one. across as being The swat, the Hermione, yeah. whatever you want to call Well, her. I mean, look, if Summer's that, then what does that make Asher? Because Asher's like, compared to Summer, Asher's a total square, isn't she? She's she's like, Corey's there at, at Speed Doll with his court of, like, jesters. And Asher's at home, like, doing her homework. Yeah. And the, and the vicar's daughter's there going, you're being a bit to me. <laughs> but Asha's not even there to call them out. But I think also Asha's trying to make the best out of this situation. That she, she, She's just moved into this flat and she's, she's trying to make it look... She's trying to be like, I, I, I've got a house now, I need to... And, and, I, and I'm me. telling everyone that this is the perfect life, so I need to, you know, make the tea, I need to do the washing. She, she wants to make this work. She reminds me, I don't know if people... Um, I don't know if anyone reads Ina Blyton anymore, but if you read Ina Blyton when you were a kid and you ever read The Famous Five, she's a total Anne. They'd all be off having adventures and Anne would be back at the cave, like, reorganising their collection of stones <laughs> and putting, like, a little bunch of daisies on the table and, and cutting the, the, the chocolate cake and pouring ginger beer into, into tumblers. You're, you're right, but, she, I mean, she's not... Yeah, you know, Summer's all, Summer's been the the proper nerdy SWAT one, and she's characterised as that, isn't it? She, she Asha, I wouldn't say isn't like you know a curly sort of character, is she? Who is? She's tried the to. Nerd. I always think she's just she's in, tried to. Do, she's tried to be a bit more adventurous, hasn't she? Yeah. But I think that she's done that, and I think it scared her whenever she's done it. Mm. I don't think it comes naturally to Asha. She's definitely acted out before, and she's always trying to latch on to this popular crowd, but I think it's uncomfortable yeah. for her. That's the impression I get. Like, she's, she's, she's like a moth to a flame. She really, really wants to get there, but she can feel it's going to burn her. Well, she's at, she's at the age where she's you know trying to work out, figure out her identity, and even coming to terms with her sexuality over the, yeah. the past year or two has been a big step for her. And and the, I think there's a bit, there's still that bit of like that lack, total lack of self confidence that she has because of the you know she had the skin lightening cream thing where she she hated the color of her skin and she wanted to look different, and that. She's trying to fill that hole inside of her with these, like, really colourful characters who are larger than life, who kind of give... Who have that confidence. Maybe she's hoping that it'll rub off on her if she hangs around with them. Because let's not forget, two of these people in this group of so-called friends 
distributed pornography of her without her permission mm. because it was Kelly that took the photos that Corey recorded without Ash's permission and sent them to everybody in the group and then the people that were at that party then put them on the internet. Yeah, and despite so all this, she's, she's going... She's so desperate to be popular. And so it's and also look, the fact that, that she's... That's the totally understandable thing that you go through when you're a, when you're a teenager. It's also the fact that... Um, I think she feels like she's the lesser of the two twins, and I, and I don't think that's necessarily true, but she's, she grew up with uh, Ardy going off to his golf lessons and getting all the attention from Deb and everything, and, uh, and she's trying to prove that Well, also, don't forget, she's a person too, too, the best too, one in the world. Value. She's a girl, and Ardy and Deb are boys, and so she probably feels a bit of the odd one out just because she hasn't got a mum. And I don't think that anybody... It might not even be a conscious thing, but the fact that she kind of... You know? Mm. She's just on a, on her own a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And obviously that's not anybody's fault, mm. but it, it probably adds a bit I to this anxiety. I blame Carl Monroe for setting fire to the Rovers, personally. Really, it's all down to him. <laughs> Everything that happens is because of that one fateful night. Um. Anyway, I've, I've lost where we are again. So, now, yeah, yeah, someone's like, oh, you're you're mean. So anyway, Nina asks Roy's advice about Asha and about the fact that she's going out with this Corey and Corey's not very nice. And he says, you just need to be there to support her and that will be enough. So Seb comes back. He hasn't found this necklace. Um, and he then tells Nina that they should slow things down and he should move back out. Because, because of what Roy said to him quick. earlier. Yeah, because that's playing on his mind and he probably agrees with Roy. Cause, and Roy's quite sensible, I think. Almost everybody would take Roy's advice, mm. but I will point out he's not always correct about every, <laughs> everything. Um, Nina says, "Oh wow, why don't we just break up? If you're going to be like that about it, what's wrong? What if you if you're looking for the exit?" And he says, "No, I'm just scared of losing you. I don't want to come on too strong." And Nina realizes that Roy's been sticking his neb in. Um, Kevin and Debbie go to see Abby later. They they have put more men on the job, and the roof will be fixed. Definitely. This is where it all it just goes back into place, and it's like, oh well, that was a bit of a needless drama for me. I thought it was stupid that they said that the roof just randomly collapsed. I don't know whether you know um, Gary Windass has been doing something with the hotel roof as well. Roofs collapse around these parts, Michael. They do. There's, so there's thing going on. It did Phelan put the joists up for the hotel roof? We'll never know. We will never so that know. was that's kind of solved because they're just getting more men on it. Well, Deb, Deb, they basically go, Abby, guess what? All the things you're worried about, don't worry about them. Ruth's been fixed. Tyrone's going to be best man. Sally's on the honey and lemon. She's fine. And Abby's like, wow, not only am I getting married, but I'm getting married to a real problem solver. Thanks, Kevin. You're great. You're the best man. Oh, no, that's you, Tyrone. <laughs> um, Abby, Asher phones Corey um, to, to see if he's going to come back to the flat. And he's there with all his mates. And he's like, oh. Being, just being horrible and she's like oh I miss you come back to the flat and he's like no leaves her by herself sitting there Nina has a confrontation with Roy and, and sort of points out that he's been meddling and he apologises and says I was just trying to protect you she forgives him she and Seb are back on again and it's like they were meant to be together so basically Monday was all like oh no no it's fine well that's what you also had with these two you know last week and the week before wasn't it when, uh, when they had that little falling out and then he had to get his nana um, flowers. <laughs> He's the one that's going to need those. Yeah. <laughs> right, listen. I'm just thinking to myself here. Now, this is an event week that Coronation Street have 
advertised and promoted and want people to tune into and if you're a viewer that doesn't is not familiar with coronation street and you're like oh better watch the first this episode to see if i can sort out what's going on this felt you said yeah um you didn't like this episode it was I, very much like everything's fallen down but i've picked it back up again but i will point out to you if you're a new viewer, that episode actually really neatly introduces you to all the people, all their problems, and sets everything back to how it was at the beginning. Yeah, that's true, that's true. As like a little introductory taster to, the, this. these are the key players of this week, this is what their relationships are to one another, and this is what they are concerned about. So we got established, Abby's getting married, she loves Seb, Seb and Nina are together, all the teenagers are mean Corey and Asher have a relationship. Nina and Asher used to have a relationship. All of these things are being put into place and they're still fairly entertaining for regular viewers, but they are. I think that will, that Monday's was for new people. Yeah, I, I, I left Monday thinking mm, that was okay, but I was, you know, fairly safe in the, in the hope that Wednesday's was going to be better. So Wednesdays then, so it starts off with Sally's voice being magically healed. She goes over to see Abby, doesn't she, who needs help with her vowels, which are at this stage just Kevin. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Here's, here's, a, here's a little um, here's a little thing, a uh, little life hack, hack mm. tip for Coronation Street characters. They've already written them. The vowels, they're already dead. They've, they've already come up with them. <laughs> Hundreds of years ago. Don't need to make your own ones. You can just copy those ones. And guess what? No one cares. But Abby's Abby's wedding so far isn't exactly following all the traditional... uh... It's the one thing you you don't have to do your homework for when you get married. Why do people stress about this? There's so many other things you need to stress about (laughs) than write your own vows. Man. So speaking of Kevin, it's his stag do on Wednesday. And I love the stag do. Can I just quickly ask you a question? Has anybody on Coronation Street ever just written their vows out without worrying or saying anything weird and funny? I don't think they ever have. No. It's either I'm going to say something quirky and fun or I'm going to stress about it and then say something completely perfect. Yeah, I'm going to ad-lib perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... Um, it's, so it's Kevin's stag, stag do is going to be happening but before Seb can go along to that he has to go to York because he's found a necklace that's similar to the one that he's been looking for online um, York is apparently not too far away from Weatherfield because he's able to get there and back pretty quickly and when he drove off in the van on Wednesday I was like hang on a minute I thought I knew what was going to happen in today's episode isn't he and Nina going to get beaten up aren't they going to be walking around together why Why are they splitting these two up at the beginning of the episode but they they solved it by just making him drive really fast there I suppose because Nina at this point says oh I'm going to come along but she ends up staying behind because she doesn't want to leave her in the cafe or something no, I was really, so that I was, was a bit odd about that. that was odd that but about. never mind it's an hour and 20 minutes from Salford to oh. York Oh, maybe that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's not too bad after all. Then. I did tell you. I said he's not coming here and driving to York. He's driving <laughs> from there to York. I, so Asher um, tell, go to see Amy, and she says, "Well, Corey came home super late last night, and um, I'm a bit concerned." Amy wants to know more, but um, Asher because they, cause they've they've gone around to do French revision together or something, and Asher kind of realizes that I can't deal with this this at the moment. There's something going. There's something not right about my relationship. I need to go. Um, so she leaves Amy to do her French tout seul. Uh, Tyrone and Tim, meanwhile, are getting some uh, mysterious bags together for Abby. And you said, "Oh, Michael, they've got out the fancy dress again." And I was like, "Oh yeah, there we go." Because you know yeah. we've got a problem with fancy dress on Coronation Street, haven't we? But this 
this was suitable. Um, we still don't know what it is yet at this point. Back at the flat, Asher asked Corey where he was up to last night. And he's like, oh, I was just out, you know, with my, with my mates. And she's like, oh, was Kelly one of them? She's she's worried that Kelly's moving in on her man. And he kind of accuses her of being a bit needy and insecure about this. He doesn't, he doesn't care a, a jot about her, does he? Well, it's part of his power trip, isn't it? Making yeah. him feel big that yeah, he he's like, I don't, an- I don't answer to you. It didn't matter who I was with. I was with mates. Well, Deal with it. Well, he's controlling her. And I think that Yasmin was right to point yeah. out that there, there is a bit of co- coercive control going on here with him blown hot and cold and she can never know what to expect from him. Like, mm. one minute he wants to watch a TV DVD with her or play games, and the next minute he's like, stop hanging around me all the time. It's like, I live with you, you idiot. <laughs> I'm always going to be here. He's, and then he bogs off again. He's like, oh, maybe I'll see you later. Maybe I won't. Um, then this is when... Um, Oh, this is when we have Abby falling out with Seb when, and we mentioned this earlier, when she's like, okay, Seb, can you help me write my vows? And he's like, no, I need to go off to York. Obviously, he's going there to get something lovely for Abby, but he can't tell her that. So she's like, oh, screw you Fine. then, Seb. And I was like, oh, this is unnecessary. But this was, this was the real, if we hadn't been seeing the clues already, this was really the real beginning of the, um, the, the, the clues that something was going to go wrong. Because Abby now is going to, now that he's kicked the bucket going to be saying oh why did we have that falling out on the on our last day together i mean they, they do make up because yeah, he ends, ends up giving like, her the necklace but that that was a little bit cliche as well to be fair not that there's anything too wrong with Listen, it i'm not i'm not criticizing wednesday's episode <laughs> because they, they work they work for yeah yeah um so abby um is inviting Gemma to the hendu the hendu was great as well um nina goes and tells abby look the Seb's going to get something for you. He really wants you to give you to give you a great wedding, so don't be too you know, don't be too down on him. So the teens are all going off in Eli's new car, which he has nicked from somebody. He says um the house he got them from, they've gone on holiday for two weeks or something, so they're not gonna find out for ages. Aren't they? So I think he's got this flash problems. red car. It's it's him, it's got some other nameless teens, it's got Corey. Um, Summer <laughs> kind of tags along because she fancies Eli and co- and they're asking Corey, is Asher coming? And he's like, oh no, she can't because she's got a revision. And this is when Asher steps up and gets, because she realises what that she's potentially losing Corey here and, and wants to still appear cool. But like you said, she is a bit of a square, isn't she? But she's like, well, look, I'll come I along. I use the term square, but... Really, it should be sensible and responsible. Oh God, God, yeah, she's braver than me. I wouldn't go along with her. No, she's not big. She's 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 buckling under peer pressure. Um, here. I, I'd be like, no, 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 no I've got time. Um, anyway, so oh, they, yeah, but you, you know, she's. She's yeah, back to into a she, she has, she has. She's she's kind of got no she's choice. She's going to be really. homeless. Yeah, so she they all get in the car together. Um, they go off. Um, Seb comes back from York at this point. Abby sees him, apologises to him for jumping the gun and says, oh, will you give me away? So that's quite Aww. cute. Um, he gives her the necklace. She's all choked up. Sally Carmen. It's she too was, small. She was... Um, we've seen a lot of... <laughs> thank you. She, we, we've seen a lot of Jane Danson squeezing out the tears in the past you know, six, oh, eight months, yeah. haven't we? But by gum, Sally Carmen, she was rivaling others. She week. has become the new Weatherfield Waterworks. She after has. She's there. We, we, it's been passed from Rana to, um, to Leanne, Leanne, now to Abby. And just so you know, coconut water... You need to replenish your electrolytes. <laughs> so he, Seb and Nina head out and then they they have some funny 
pants about moon landings or so wasn't it she she was oh, pretending geez. that she thought that they were faked and he was trying to convince her and she's like oh, no. it was just all lovely cute stuff recently uh, she said really, stanley but... kubrick filmed them yeah yeah and yeah, i yeah. put on twitter that he um stanley kubrick did in fact film the moon landings but he was such a perfectionist that he had to do it on location <laughs> but that wasn't my joke i stole it from somebody else um but it was, it was just another scene to say aren't this couple lovely together aren't they quirky and fun everyone? wouldn't it be sad if anything bad happened you don't want to anything them? bad to happen so this is when we get the location scene of the teens at this grotty wasteland i'm on the canal or something somewhere asher is already looking incredibly uncomfortable about what's going on they're drinking that's they're because of... unless you are drunk hanging around in a cold wasteland by a canal. And Not the most fun thing. With, with a bunch of teen boys who don't have very good banter. Sorry, lads, but it's not very funny. Really boring, especially when you've got stuff to do. Well, Kelly thinks it's brilliant. That's because she's she, drunk. She's, she's drunk. She's also, you know, she's trying to... She 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 does. She must fancy Corey, I think, a little bit. And she, she's loving the attention that yeah, she's getting. Yeah, the attention. Getting. I don't and, know if she's, she's even al- examined it beyond the attention. She also seems to be loving winding Asher up. Yeah. Asher to, be fa- up- to be fair, it would be great fun if you were, if you were Kelly to wind Asher up. I know, I know. If if you think that you're you know, the bee's knees and like you say she she thinks that she's the hottest one out of the group yeah. and she's got she could have any guy here that she wants and it's just she's like oh Ashley thinks she's so great just because she's going out with Corey but actually Corey fancies me so yeah. who's the who's the winner here well, obviously Asha, me Asha okay. calls her a, a manky little scruff <laughs> and Corey at this point says maybe we should start seeing other people oh, so no. Asha's like she she leaves good on her Summer is still looking very very uncomfortable at this point she's kind of wishing that she hadn't come along as well meanwhile Seb and Nina are out at a warehouse because he's he borrowed the van from Ed to go up to York and now he has to take it to the warehouse wherever this is I don't know where it is but it's somewhere near the grotty wasteland that all the teens are quite coincidentally and I there's only one this... route back to Coronation Street from the warehouse it's exactly the place where these guys are can I just point out we've been making fun of Coronation Street all these years is for the fact that people have cars and they mysteriously disappear and they're never parked anywhere near mm. right if they really are all parking their cars in this mysterious warehouse i'm surprised they haven't more people haven't turned up dead because <laughs> yeah. it's not really a great it doesn't seem very close does it not it's, really it takes you, you so long to get, to get from there. this parking space to home that you can you can be in several different locations and get murdered. Well, it's, they're so far apart that when they went to the warehouse, it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> in the wasteland, it was like nice sunset And wasn't it? Yeah, it was like near the end of the day. And the next minute, it's, it's like absolute darkness <laughs> and they're going through a, through a ginnel. <laughs> anyway, he gives her this one pound ring that he got for his Not only does he give her this ring. cute. Lovely. But he goes down on one knee. He does, doesn't and he? And I and she and she ends she up She loves it. She ends up dropping this during the attack. Yeah. I don't know if she's gonna I'm sure she'll get this back in some kind of symbolic like the police oh, woman yeah. will go, Oh love, I'm so sorry about what happened she's, to your boyfriend, but we found this on the floor. I don't know if it belongs to you. She's gonna do a Hilda, isn't she? Yeah. She's gonna do a Hilda. And I mean, he kind of he he kind of goes down on one knee and she says something like, I have to say yes now, don't I? Mm. And it, it they weren't engaged, but they kind of were. And it it's so typical of like the kind of person that Nina is where everything's a bit sarcastic and, and silly, mm. but also a bit serious. And I'm sure, like me, it can be difficult to pass where the sarcasm ends and the truth begins. Yeah, she was just like acting, acting along, but there must have been some... There must have some been some kind of there. real true... Yeah. And in her mind now, perhaps, when she looks back on that moment, 
that mm. will take on well that will take Get on a, a much greater meaning, meaning yeah. than it did at the time yeah so that they head off they say they go they're going to go back watching i don't know if they actually do or not and they don't bring it up again but um meanwhile kev stagdo is in full swing and this was this was brilliant and as much as tyrone irks me to no end at the moment him dressing up with the kev mustache the kev eyebrows doing the this is so meta i don't think he was doing a, he was doing a he was doing an impression of people doing a Kev impression, wasn't he? Just the, oh, Rosa, Sophie, <laughs> yeah. oh, where's Salah? Oh. It was brilliant. It, it was. was. It was so, so funny. It was, it, you're right. It was It was the sort of thing that people who were doing impressions of Coronation Street characters would do. Yeah. And it's weird because, obviously, <laughs> Tyrone would not it know was, this. It was a little bit fourth wall <laughs> It breaking. was a little bit, yeah. Just, that's just yeah, but anyway, yeah, definitely the whole... Um, Oh, we're sort I'm sure. I'm sure there's a comedian or someone who does an impression of Kevin that that says these things. Well, we know someone else who does a very. Good I do know somebody else who does a very good Kevin impression. Um, anyway, I've lost where we are now. So anyway, that oh, oh yeah, and there's Roy there looking incredibly uncomfortable. And I was thinking at the time, where, <laughs> why, is what, why is Roy there? But he he mentions it later on, doesn't he? When he's when he's talking to Nina about his you know being uncomfortable in social situations. Well, why did he so go? On. Why was he invited? I don't think I'd invite Roy. No offense, because um, I don't think he'd like it. Why was Roy there? I'm sure there's a really obvious reason that's just not leaping out to me at the moment. Is he is he linked to Kevin? No. Abby, no. He's like going, I think I'm going to be in a story with you. He's, Can I be in this? Uh, he's kind of, he's linked because well his niece is going out with the bride's son, I guess. Wow. That's good enough reason. But, uh, he, Tell you what, in these COVID times, you've got to get the numbers up, don't you? He was looking exactly as I would probably look in this situation, sitting at the side of the room, going, Why desperately trying to reattach my moustache every five seconds as like it was falling off. Uh, that, that was lots and lots of fun. <laughs> Oh, then Dev comes in with his reindeer, doesn't he? Yeah. And there was a bit... There was this, I think it was Dev who was like looking at himself, pruning his moustache in his little hand mirror as well, wasn't he? Um, anyway, um, Nina and Seb at this point run into the teens by the canal and uh, th- this is where it really starts getting tense, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Nina can see that Summer's very uncomfortable and like you said earlier, I mean, so some of what's happening now we've already talked about. So this is where she's like, you don't mind if we stick around, do you? Because she wants to protect the girls. She she definitely wants to protect Summer because she knows her and she's friends with her in a way. I mean, she's, she's, she's a neighbour. Um, and, and even though her and Kelly have had beef in the past. She recognises that she's in a dangerous situation now. And that's one of the many, many things that made me love Nina this week. Just, she could have, she knew that this was a tough situation for her, um, but she, she stuck around for the sake of these other people who were you know, potentially in danger. Well, she wasn't thinking about herself. No, she wasn't. She was, she was thinking about the girls. Everything she... that she was doing throughout the rest of the episode was selfless. It really was. Um, well, I mean, she, I just want to point out that that she at no point thought that there was violence in the offing here, and I'm not trying to diminish her bravery because I think what she did was very brave, as offering to hang around to make sure the girls are alright. I think she was more worried about bl- the boys getting handsy and stuff. I but think... I, I just want to say, it wasn't it. She couldn't conceive of what was about to happen, and that's what makes it even more tragic. I'm not sure. I see the the way I watched it. I read it as she knew that it could happen, but she thinks it's the right thing to do to stick around. To no, it. but she she's being she's being um, laughed at for being a goth, and she seems quite unfazed by it. But she's unfazed by everything. She's probably she's probably 
had all of this so much in her life. I mean, she had the egg thrown at her door yeah, after her dad that. died. She's had people attacking her for who Nina, she is, so she knows that Nina, people can be like this. Nina has several times in the show so far had people be cruel or even throw things at her because of the way that she dresses. Mm. So, like you said, when her dad died, she became reclusive and she wouldn't come out of her flat and Roy had to go and rescue her. And the neighbours were throwing eggs at her door and stuff. And she's like, oh, I don't care about that. And she also has had a few people sort of make fun of her and things, and mostly these teens. Mm. But so- I just think that she she wasn't worried about violence at this point well uh, after this summer gets fed up and wants to go home kelly's still gonna say it's day and nina decides that now's the time for her to make an exit i think she starts to get more nervous as the as it goes along yeah because this is when Corey starts goading kelly and into or or egging her on to slap nina and that's like oh you're not gonna let her talk to you like that are you yeah 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 exactly you're not gonna let her because kelly's like oh you're patronizing me and then Corey's like slap her slap her and it just kind of comes out of nowhere she gives her a right smack around the face doesn't she which was quite shocking a little bit socially distanced but that was yeah she, and, and kelly nina, slaps nina around the face nina's Corey told her to. nina's reaction to it was i just loved it when she's just like good night everyone thanks for the chat see ya and i just love how how she it, she it, it did she just shuts her. it down she's like i'm not going to react because she knows that fuel. if it does it gives them fuel because she's had experience of this in the past so she's just like see ya and then goes she's I think she is scared at this point. But yeah, she just she's doesn't scared want at this point. So she it, got slapped. But I'm telling you, I don't think... I don't think she thought... Because the, when she turned up, she could tell that Summer didn't want to be there, really. And she knows what can happen to girls in, when they're around boys who are getting drunk and they don't want to be there. Well, they, it wasn't until she got slapped... That she start and then she started to walk off and get chased. That she started to think this because she knows all these people. She does, but she also knows that they're nasty pieces of work yeah. and they're drunken. There's a difference between knowing someone's a nasty piece of work who calls you a silly goth and thinking this person's going to kick me to death. I don't know. I I don't know. Okay, well, I read we it disagree on it. Yeah, that's fine. So anyway, that they, they they she and Seb kind of leave hurriedly at this point, yeah. and the others give chase. This and is she, when I was getting really nervous. Yeah, and, and, and feeling you could see weird. in Seb's eyes that he was nervous, but she was there trying to reassure. She wasn't reassuring him, saying it was all fine, but she was like, "If we're we if we're going. quick, we have to keep going. It's going to be yeah. fine, but let's go." So she's kind of taking control of the situation for him. Loved it. Um, Stags and hens still having fun. Meanwhile, Abby does a speech about how how, how great all her mates are. I don't know whether this was the time when De- Debbie was pretty cool. I don't, she was she did she have some lucky story or something. She looked a bit like pink. I thought with her hair all yeah. up like that. But can I, I, I can't I, remember what the story was. Now was really happy to see that. She and Abby had made yeah, definitely made too. up at this point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so they're um, rushing home. They're, they're rushing home, Nina and Seb, and Corey and Kelly are calling out behind them. They kind of emerge from behind a uh, a bin, don't they? Yeah. And they're, they're going through a tunnel that looked like I'm not sure it was a tunnel, whether it was just a dark, just a dark canal um, path. And Nina's trying to say, "Look, we just got to keep going, keep going, act normal, don't yeah, you know, totally. don't react, yeah. don't." And so Seb gets out his phone and, he, and he's kind of, kind of shaken as mm. he's doing it. But he's like, okay, I'm going to act normal. This is normal. I'm going to phone up Abby, leave her a message. Again, another big clue yeah. that things aren't going to go well because there was going to be a scene. I just want to say something to that message. quickly here about personal safety, especially to women. It can be, this is what Seb, Seb picked the phone up because Nina tells him to act casual. 
because they don't want to look like they're afraid because they don't want to trigger yeah. being attacked. And women will often do this in a, when they, they think they're being followed by somebody. They'll pick their phone up or they'll, they'll look at their phone or try to distract themselves to act like they're not bothered. That's a really bad move. Don't do that because it distracts you and you're not paying properly attention to what's going on around you. Which he wasn't because midway through the phone call... You if know, you get your one, phone one second out, he's on the phone, next he's down on the floor, face to the ground. So is Nina. The only reason, if you're if you're worried that you're being followed by somebody, the only reason you should have your phone out is to phone the police. Mm. And Nina says to him, "Are you going to phone the police?" Doesn't she? Yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm just going to phone my mum." I think this is interesting because Seb is a boy, and again, this is more generalizations along the line of sex from me. But I'm a woman, and I can only speak from my experience. Seb doesn't seem to me to be the kind of person who's given much thought to how one might react were they to be followed by people that they were scared of being attacked by. If you're a woman, you almost certainly have had this experience or have read about what to do or have had a plan in your head. So the fact that Nina was walking and trying to get away and Seb was like, oh, I'll get my phone out. And she thought he was calling the police because that's what she would do because she's thought about this and she's Mm. more aware of the danger than he is. This was just like a really subtle thing that, like spoke to me about this scene and about the different ways that Seb and Nina reacted to danger based on their sex and their experience of life mm. because of the, that's that yeah, fact. Yeah. So they're they're down on the floor at this point. Yeah, they get knocked Through down. Through all of this attack, we we don't see it. It's all it's all you know inferred, isn't it? It was but horrible though. You did you did see it. You didn't see um. You didn't see the, the kicking him, but you saw, you saw Seb's like body, yeah, body like lurching jerking. backwards and forwards as he was being booted in the back. Yeah, Nina has run off, and um, and you said at this time, I can't remember what you said, but I I said she's running away because you shouldn't stop. She knows that she can't do anything. And there's no point both of them being on the floor. She needs to get away. Yeah, whereas that's I, the sensible thing to do is just run. I totally read it as she's leading them away from Seb and she's trying to protect Seb. See, again, this is I'm not saying that either of us are right because we didn't read the script and we don't know. Um, but it's really interesting that, like, as a girl, I'm, like, reading this scene as she's running away because she knows she, she's going to get killed if she stays. And you're reading it as a boy going, oh, I'll be brave and lead them away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just she perfectly well could have been doing that, Michael. That could have been her plan. But I'm just saying, it's really interesting. We both have similar life experiences, but because I'm a woman and you're a man, we see things from a different perspective. But she'd she'd been trying to protect Summer and Asher already, so I'd already had in my head she's awesome, and and that's why I read it I know, like that. I, I, think. I also want to say too. Being awesome is cool and being brave is wonderful, but you don't have to be awesome and brave. You just need to protect yourself and get away. Don't yeah. don't don't feel bad if you're ever don't in the situation. Don't be a hero, just protect yourself. Run away. Just run away. Mm-hmm. Um, so and what we also don't see exactly is who is doing the chasing of, and who is staying behind doing the kicking. I think we saw it was definitely Eli gave chase uh, to Nina plus two others. Um so I th- I think we were pretty sure in the fact that it was Corey and Kelly that were left kicking Seb. But again, what we didn't see at all 
was who was doing, who it. Was doing it. Did they both kick him? Are they both responsible for his death now? Or was it just Corey? Because Ke- I, I don't think it gets mentioned today. Did did Kelly put the boot in or did she just stand there and, and laugh as it was happening? And she's yes, she's had regrets the next day, but is she is she nervous because she was you know, she gave as good as she got as well? Or this is she is just nervous because be... she was there and she doesn't know whether to, am I going to drop him in it or not? If I do, what's he going to do to me? This, this is, is going to be one of the big mysteries, I think, of this story. And I, I hope they keep this kind of a mystery and we don't know for a while because it's it is It's a bit of intriguing. a murder on the Orient Express, Orient Express kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> what, who, everybody who, booed him? Well, yeah. Well, either one of them did or both of them did. And one of them you is know, You know what the ending of Orient Express is, though? Yes. Okay, good. Um, Corey has blood on his shoes. I don't. If you write about this, yeah, later on, yeah, because he puts them. In the okay, I'll talk, machine, we'll talk about it later then. So, okay. so the, the, this is the the big question about the story is not whether the big story the, about the the big question about the story is is Kelly redeemable? This is the this is going to. I think this story is about Kelly in a way because Kelly, we don't know whether she was violent or not, and she could redeem herself. And I think a lot of people are pulling for her to do this to turn on Corey and to have turned out to have had nothing to do with kicking Seb. My personal opinion... Yeah, this is my personal opinion is she already slapped Nina around the face. She's violent. She thinks it's funny. I don't think that either of them kicked Seb because they thought they would kill him. But I don't think that a person is redeemable that can stand there and watch another person being kicked to death. She was very drunk. Um, I've been full of, very you know, drunk. bravado. I've been full of myself. And also, and I'm not, you know, I'm just playing And I am hot as well. <laughs> and I've never kicked you think a man you're, You always think you're the best girl in the room. Always. The I walk into a room and immediately, you know, the average... The average hotness goes up to 10. <laughs> um, the, the, in the cold hard light of day, though, on Friday's episode, you can see the difference in Kelly and Corey's reaction to the events yeah. of the night, can't you? And he's still like, yeah, whatever. It was still, it was quite fun, well, wasn't it? He seems completely detached from the effects of what he's done. Yeah. Whereas she realises, bloody hell, I've, I, I have done something really terrible here or I have witnessed something really terrible yeah, here. Yeah, but this I'm going to point out that I think I'm reading her reaction to be, what have I done? I'm in trouble. Mm. If she's a properly redeemable character, she would be like, my God, what did we do to that poor man? You know, that's not what she's worried about. She's worried about Kelly. Mm. That's what I I can't wait to see her reaction when she finds out that Seb's dead. I'm sad that we didn't get to see that today. Yeah. I hope that we get I to see it on Monday. I'm really, really looking forward to Monday's episode now. Anyway, Kelly's sneaked home because this is the end of the first episode, wasn't it? This so this we've left shocking scene. Them on the floor. Yeah, Kelly sneaks home. Toya's yeah. Toya's there. This Toya, is the first, just... the first scene we've actually seen <laughs> in, of Kelly together. in her new home. <laughs> I just say this. I'm gonna. There's two ways to read this scene. Okay. Oh yeah, well, I had different. I had a different reaction to this one as well. Well, Toya. Um, starts having a go at her for coming back at half nine, which I found hilarious. Listen, this is what I want to say. This is the reading I'm talking about, not what you're talking about. Oh, go on. Toya Toya and Imran are there, looking dishevelled, going, it's half nine on a school night. What time do you call this? (laughs) Now, I read this as they're so boring that they've gone to bed at half past nine and she's woken them up. Yeah. 
But if you're if you're a bit of a an a Toya and Imran chipper, who knows what they were doing to dishevel one another in that bedroom <laughs> at half past nine? Do you think they were Imran's like Imran's hair was looking pretty um like his like, his fingers somebody's fingers run they through were like, it. Look, it was a bit tussled. It's half it? nine. She ain't coming back. She's a teen. She'll be out all night. <laughs> We've got to get before ten because I'm going to bed at ten, and I'm going to sleep in round. That's what it means sleeping. I think it was more. It is late, and it and wasn't are, late. It was half past nine. I think it was supposed to be just saying, "Look how you know square and boring." These, but it was it was so funny because not long ago we'd just seen the episode from '97 where um, yeah. Curly's complaining about the Battersby's playing music, at, and then they agreed to turn it off at nine o'clock, and then they put it back on at ten o'clock. Yeah, or whatever, they said it was bluff for an hour. What are you moaning about? So I suppose we could say, well, T- Toya sees her, a, a young version of herself in Kelly and. She doesn't want her to turn into a boring counsellor come who knows what at the factory or something. She wants a different bath for her, I don't know. But, so what um, were you talking about, the different readings then? I was talking about the fact that Imran then does this lovely speech about, um, you know, we know you're not your parents, we just want what's best for you, la la la. Whereas oh, Toya's yeah. more kind of tearing a strip off of her, saying, oi, missus, get yourself to bed, don't yeah. come home late, we're, your, we're in charge of you, yes, we're not your parents, but we're, we're responsible. And... Um, at the end of the scene, Toya kind of gives Imran a look, which to me was just like, bloody, oh, he is a better parent than me. He said the right thing. And I realised that I have been a bit of a cow here. I remember this and, conversation. And you, and, what, and you said... I said, she's going, well, thanks, Imran. You've made me into the bad cop. Yeah, it, it very well could have been that as well. She comes out... She, Kelly comes home and Toya quite rightly says, what the hell are you doing out? We, you know, they must have a curfew of some kind. Um, you, you, you're out too late for a school night. Uh, you're in trouble and then Imran goes your life is but a series of decisions that you make and the path you are on now is the path that will lead you to greatness now go go to bed Kelly and dream of a better day and then Toya's like oh wow thanks thanks for that you made me look like a right cow yeah or is I like she could have been she I thought she was thinking no we both have a go at her and then maybe make her toast tomorrow yeah. No, I, I thought it was like Kelly uh, Toya saying, I've wanted to be a parent all these years. It's my, It's been my dream and my literal dream for years. Not like a normal Corrie dream, which I just make up to serve storyline purposes. But I've been going on for quite a long time that I want I've to be a mum. a baby. I think I could be quite good at it, really. And the first chance I get to, you know, do a bit of, a bit of parenting when my child comes home late, I completely screw it up. And, um, Imran and, and Imran, who has just been, you know... He, yes, he wanted to be a parent as well, but it was really, really Toya's dream. I see. And I, he's better than her at You it. might be right, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, an inter- it's interesting that you, you can get different things out of the same scene. It's just funny. That's, that happened quite a lot in, in this episode, didn't it? Yeah. Lots of different readings. That's how yeah. you show it's a good one. It's a good old Ian Kershaw episode. Yes, it? it was. It was um, More Hag Knights, Dag Do stuff, um, nothing much. Anyway, Corey now is on the phone to Kelly. This is a bit later on. He's like, right, nobody knows anything. Nobody saw anything. That weirdo and her boyfriend will be fine. So keep it quiet. So I I get the impression that he's been in situations similar to this. Maybe not that he's kicked somebody to death before, but... um, he he's you know got himself into the trouble and he's closing ranks, isn't he? He's les- he's like right, wash your clothes. There's going to be evidence on there. He puts his bloody trainers in the wash. They start this banging around. This is what around. makes me think he Kelly also had something physically mm. to do with it because why would he be telling her to get rid of evidence? Yeah, I mean it could just be to be on the safe side, but 
I don't know. I don't know. You're right. I did think that as well. Um, He says, don't call me again. We can't be in touch with each other. I mean, because for any reason, the police might ask us, why were you calling me? The best if we just keep quiet about the whole thing. And he starts to pretend that he's been in the flat all evening because this is when Asha comes home after going over to Amy's. Um, and and she, and she he's like, where have you been? Have you been have you been away all evening? Ah, oh, yeah, well, right. So I've been here an hour. He's getting his his alibi in already, hasn't he? He apologises for kicking off earlier. She's impressed he's put a wash on. Although, I mean, it did sound from the clattering about in the washing machine that he did have just one pair of trainers in there. So I think Asher would maybe say, maybe put more than one thing in at a time. Save the planet, water and all that. Um, he sits down and it looks like he is, for the time being, proper shaken up by this. And then we see the flashing blue lights outside. And I thought that was really nicely done shot. Like him looking worried and then you know, the police uh, are approaching. We get to see Roy getting a knock at the cafe. It's the coppers. And then Abby being told about it at the bistro. And this did spoil it a little bit. And I'm sure people listening um, or people who watched it probably thought Michael and Gemma aren't going to enjoy this. But there was some music going on in the background, wasn't there? There was some... I can't even I remember what it is now. I don't know what, what the song now. was. There was some stupid music. And yes, well, it was listen, atmospheric and everything. They picked but... a song specifically. But again... This happens quite often with Coronation Street where they, they pick a song and I'm like, oh, what is this? And then I go on the internet and everyone says, oh, I'm so I'm so moved by that rendition of this popular song that everyone knows but you. That in, means something deeply to everybody, but somehow I've never heard it in my in, life. In any other drama, this would be perfect. It just didn't fit for Corrie. And what, what fit the worst was that it just kind of cuts out for the... Yeah, unfortunately, they really they they screwed that up proper. But I mean, luckily, it was a minor blip in a otherwise fantastic episode. Um, Oh, it's not going to be a five star week from Michael. It's not. It's not going to be a five star week for me because I didn't like Mondays as much. But it's going to be a pretty high scoring one. I tell you, I don't know what the song was, and I'm sure it was a really moving song, and. God I just knows don't like, if it had I, some I greater like meaning to, to to the situation that I. But it was. It felt to me like one of these songs where. It well, it didn't it didn't fit, but it probably means more to other people than it does to me. Mm. Anyway, um, so the other the other stags by this point have moved on to the Rovers, and this is where Sally rushes in and tells them what's happened. Roy's at the hospital. Abby turns up. She gives him a bit of a dirty look when she comes in. I don't know whether you spotted that, but it was kind of like I kind of read it as it's your niece's fault that my son is in this condition and she's already been told that he's in a pretty bad I way and um, i don't say something oh, go on um <clears throat> so we know that this attack was basically i mean it's a bit more complicated in coronation street but obviously the one that it was based on the uh, it was sophie i think her boyfriend was called robert and they were just attacked because of the way that they looked because he was a goth as well her boyfriend um now seb's not a goth and nina really is and when the police were asking her on Friday, Abby, why would somebody attack the, these two? And she was like, who would want to attack them? You're being stupid. There, there's no reason. There can never be a reason. I just really wonder whether next week, Abby might, in, in her grief, blame Nina for what she was wearing and say, why do you have to wear that stuff? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think you're just doing it for attention and now my son is dead. She's not going to... She's not going to mean, mean it. it. 
but that's a natural... it would be a really natural thing for her to say. And I think the thing about Abby as a character is that she's so lovable and she's so vulnerable and, and this is going to break her that no. I think that people would, would forgive her uh, yeah, I think for so. this. Not but only... I do think it's an important thing because I think that the, you would react like that. Mm. Not only have we loved seeing Nina and Seb fall for each other so quickly and so wholeheartedly in the last fortnight, but also Abby... Also, re- telling Seb, you, you got a good one there. But Hold also, on to her, she's like, great. Really liking Nina as well. Yeah. And I think, um, eventually, if Abby does do that, I do think eventually she will apologise to oh, Nina. Oh, absolutely. Because absolutely. there's no, nobody can ever cause, there's nothing you can do or wear that means somebody has the right to attack and murder you. No. There's no excuse for it. Literally, Nothing about a person's appearance should ever cause somebody else to react and you can never justify it. But I can imagine Abby blaming her. Yeah. In she, a moment if, of weakness. Yeah, absolutely. So we learn... Because she's really emotional, isn't she, Abby? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Just a, just a bit. I don't know if you've, you've heard of this character <laughs> before. She's quite... She's not been in it a lot. So we hear that... Um, Nina's got a craniotomy or something. She's got a bleed on the brain surface um, after being kicked in the head. And just just hearing about, you know, what the medical consequences have been of this attack was uncomfortable because of the. It was described. We didn't get to see her being attacked, but just it was almost worse to to hear about it. I think so. Um, the the nurse recommends that Roy go home until they have some news, but he wants to stay, and he. And then he then he gets given her the bag of all her rings and things, doesn't she? Oh, doesn't yeah. he? Is a nose ring and a, and that that was another thing that they were talking about when they went to the wasteland and some of them were saying, oh, well, are you got anything else pierced? And oh, that's proper manky having that done. That feeling of like being in a situation where people are goading you and you don't know how far you have to play along before mm. something's going to snap. Yeah, and yeah. And you're hoping that you can you can humour your way out of it. Mm. So Roy says, is, is this for me to have for a short while or for me to keep? And like, oh, oh my gosh. He was right to ask this because yeah. I, one thing I will say is when the doctor came and told Abby what happened to Seb at the end of today's episode, she took her time to work up to it. <laughs> She did a bit, didn't she? Well, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. So anyway, Abby is with Seb in the hospital room uh, later and he's all hooked up to the machines and everything. We learn that he was conscious after the attack and he, he used Nina's phone to call the ambulance. Um, and he's he's also received a significant number of blows to the head, but they're told we can be fairly optimistic about his chances of recovery. And I was watching that going... Hmm, they're being told he's going to be okay, are they? Hmm, indeed. Um, They are keeping him sedated for now to allow the swelling on his brain to ease. Um, Then we get a a minor appearance of Ardu this week. He tells Asha and Corey what's happened. Corey obviously has to act surprised at this point. I really thought Corey did an excellent job of of covering his tracks here because he went, oh... That could have been us. Yeah, oh, that was just close, close for where we were. I don't we think were. you would... Th- I, I think that was actually really devious. I don't think most people would think to have said that. Yeah, he's, he's got this he all planned devious, out. He is devious, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, then we had an, quite an interesting scene where Roy's talking to the camera. We, well, we know he's talking to somebody, but we don't know who's there sitting with him. And he's... There, he's not on the screen. 
Yeah, he is. He, he's, he's not talking to us. No, no, he's not talking. But he's yeah, but talking to someone. Like but he was looking into the you, camera. You don't know who it weird. is. Uh, it would be a little bit. But it turns out that um, cause there's a lot of Roy monologues in the next couple of episodes, aren't there? It turns out that Carla's there, and and it, it kind of made sense that she was there. But she was there for one scene, and I don't think she particularly added very much to it. See, see the the scene before then. Corey's like, oh, that could have been me. And this scene, Carla's like, oh, that could have been me. I do look a bit like a cop. <laughs> I always wear black. Maybe yeah. I should branch out. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, no, this was awful because he was dispassionately listing the 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 effect. It was pretty, ha- pretty horrific details he was, going, she, he was telling her because it's all... Because he, he, he has his notebook, doesn't he? Yes. When he's told about it, which was also gut-wrenching. And it's so in character. He wants to be in control. So he wants well to He wants to know everything. No, I think this was... Yeah, this was him going, I don't know what I'm doing. I have got no control over the situation, but what I can do is get my notebook out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so when he's doing this, this was really, I I said this on Twitter as well, this was so well written for the characters because you've got Roy going through in a very logical flat tone explaining to Carla what had been done to Nina and what the effect of that was. And it was incredibly horrific, but it it was, he was just saying it in such a matter of fact tone but he also recounts to Carla that he feels like he's failed to look after her. Yeah, because he promised Richard, his brother, um, that he would look after Nina after he died, and he feels like he's failed her. Yeah, and... and um, or failed him, I suppose. The fact that the actor can read this out in such a flat tone, but also make us know how emotionally affected mm. Roy is by everything that he's saying is masterful, honestly. It's, and it's, it seems so effortless Yeah, as it well. really does. It doesn't feel like any any thought or anything was put into this. It's just Roy. Yeah. But the, there's so much, I don't know. Is is it hard work? It's perfect. I, it, he, he nailed it completely. He, I mean, he's been, he's been in this role for, you know, 25 years David or so Nilsen. now. David Nilsson has. So he... He should know the character inside and out, but that he just he, bring he just knocks it out of the park every single time. He really, really because does. Because Roy is not Roy is a very unusual person. We all know this, and his reactions aren't the most obvious ones. No, sometimes he gets angry, but quite often really? he's very level headed and and he just just says things as it is. But, but what was right, great about these scenes here at the end of this episode was you had Roy being very logical. And dispassionate, like he was trying to remove himself from the emotion, but not managing it. And then you have Abby, who is a mess, who is mm. full of emotions. And you couldn't get two more different characters than Abby and Roy, no. as far as how they were their feelings. Mm. And I thought this was such a clever juxtapositioning of these two different reactions. And Roy also thinks that, no, things aren't looking good for Nina. I mean, they're, they're basically being told that Nina is in a very, very bad way. Seb could be could be all right. Yeah. And, and and Roy's thinking, well, God, that she she could she could die here, you know, whereas Abby's yeah. kind of in denial a little bit. But if she had been told... She, she'd been told he's in a bad way as well, but the tests show that things are looking okay. So she's, she's already back. thinking... Abby was being trying to be really optimistic and yeah. she was even trying to make jokes and stuff. Kevin's there as well. I don't know whether, whether it was yesterday or today. Just he's in the background going, "Oh, I'm I'm not sure we should be, 
you know, counting our like, chickens. He's going, it's 24 hours, it's going to be 24 hours in a minute, and we can still cancel now. If we, have to, <laughs> if we go under 24, we don't get our deposit back. <laughs> Um, then we where, where have we got to now? I've lost my notes again. So uh, we have Abby telling Kevin they're going to have to postpone the wedding. She said, "Yeah, she she said we're going to have to postpone it for a while." I think in her head, it's like, well, maybe next week we'll get married or the week after because it's going he's going to be out and he's going to be fine. I just soon. this is what worries me about this. Are they going to get married now? I know. I wonder because I don't really care whether Abby and Kevin get married. Apart from the fact that I want Abby to be happy, I don't like them as a couple, I, and I don't like Kevin at all. But the fact now. Or the matter is that she was going to get married on the day that her son was killed. I don't know how they can is possibly... Is that ever going to go away? Yeah. I, I, how can she ever possibly get married without it being a horrible, it? sad yeah. day? Yeah. I don't know. Because even if she walks down the aisle by herself, that you know, Seb should be there. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Um, Asha wants to go and see Nina, we find out later, and Corey says, well, you know, we better be better off just calling the hospital. You, you, they wouldn't let the, her, you see her anyway. He obviously doesn't want, he doesn't want to her to go over there, and maybe, you know, he doesn't know whether she's going to be conscious, whether she'll That's be able true. to say, your boyfriend did this to me. So he's trying to keep hear her, that. you know, under his nose where he can you know, keep an eye on her, because he looks out of his nose. Um, Roy... <laughs> <laughs> he's got eyeballs like that. Roy's with Nina later. He's talking to her. Well, at, he's talking how at her. you'd be. <laughs> uh, he talks about Hayley. It's lovely. He talks about, he's not, you know, I'm not the most social person. I've had various oh, house guests over the, the year, but then they all leave when me. When he said, I don't have any family yeah. other than you. He oh. talks about, he talks about oh. the silence um, being so awful when, when, when he's alone in the flat and everything. And it is, it is, because Roy he should... is, a, he's such an unsociable person, yet he's also excellent with people. Yeah, but he needs to get a PlayStation or something. Do you reckon? Mm. You reckon? Yeah, when it gets quite around here, I would just fire up Resident Evil or something. <laughs> I think he'd, he'd be more into you know, Batman Arkham train Asylum simulation. or something. Yes, he Train Simulator 2021. Somebody tell so him about bad. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, I'll never let you down again. And it's so yeah. sad because he didn't let her down. No, he didn't. He didn't. And oh, I'm crying. He's going to blame himself, isn't he? It's a bit, it's a bit like I think he felt he let Haley down as well for not you know not being able to save her but nothing you could do um last scene of the episode is abby reminiscing about seb as a young boy you know in his spider-man pajamas and everything and then she starts crying and this is when the machine starts beeping kevin rushes to go and get a nurse abby is shut out into the corridor and there we have the most magnificent cliffhanger because I didn't I was find like, this that cliffhangery because I really did. You, I was thinking you said, "Oh, they'll definitely pick it up from here well, I on Friday," it was. and I said they won't. I, they do I this was, all the time. I was disappointed, really disappointed on Friday morning when it was like the next day, and oh, he's all right actually. No, they do this all the time. I thought I thought it was gonna. Ha- I, I thought I thought there's a. Bef- before I saw that spoiler that I thought was spoiling next week, but it was actually spoiling Friday, I thought that Friday's episode may very well start off with him dying, and then Friday's episode would be the ramifications of everyone finding out that he's dead, a bit like when Aiden died, and the whole episode was various people yeah. and their different reactions to finding out he was dead. So mm. when when it turned out he was fine, again, that was me in my head going, oh yeah, that, that spoiler that I read was right, he is going to be all right for now. Um and and that that sounds heartless that I'm saying that, but I was a little bit little bit disappointed by that. For this is a really can I just say this only. is difficult to talk about because there's a there's 
a story that we're watching and let's face it we watch this show for entertainment purposes and but this story like many others in coronation street is based on a real life you've event. got to separate it you have to separate it and we don't want to be insensitive but you have to you really have to separate the two things out yeah because to tell because the main thing is to to get the message across the story has to be engaging and entertaining and you can to use the word entertaining and, and sort of uh, think of it as like a dirty word when you're talking about something like this but entertainment is what they're trying to do yeah it seems like a frivolous word but it isn't it's a, it's about c- c- being compelling and it's about Get people giving talking. a message to people and the way you they're getting it across in a, in a way that it hammers it into your brain mm, mm. and it's done that for us oh gosh yeah yeah but at, at the end of the day it's also a story about fictional characters yes Friday, Gemma, I'm passing it back to you. I've got to blow my nose because I'm like crying and stuff. This is live crying on the podcast. Can you oh. hold this box? Here's the box of tissues. There it's you got go. a on it. Blow your nose just right, so everybody knows. Me. I'm not going to censor this. It's sad. This is live emotion. Oh, I don't want to cry. Okay. Right. The next day, Seb has got some worrying results from a CT scan. Abby is worried and everyone's like... The wedding, well, she's like, everyone's going to expect the wedding to be happening. And she's like, Seb, wake up. Then... Does she, she, does she mention here that somebody's like, is it like Emma's going to come and do my hair or something? Well, okay. yeah, because she doesn't know who knows and who doesn't know. Yeah. I imagine that everyone's been told or knows by now. Oh, God, it's going to be sort of so sad when worry. Emma gets told this. It is going to be another case of I don't think Emma's we're being get to used see it. to cry. I would like love when to Eccles see her find everything. out, but I don't think we will. I because she might. loved his gravy waterfall hair. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I kind of do and I kind of don't because I don't want her to just... I just imagine I'd just be crying. Haul out Ali Mardell because she's good when she turns out the water, turns on the waterworks. And she is. She's brilliant. But I need Come on, this funny, is going Emma. on, on, on. Um, she pleads with Seb to wake up and then she gets this voice message from Seb which has just come through because bloody hospitals. This stupid reception. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the reason, isn't it? No reception in the hospital. Um, it comes up, she listens to it, and I don't really hear what it was. Oh, it was just him saying, it was the, um... um well, we heard right. him when you, he made you, it, You yeah. must be drunk, hope you're having a good hen do, that She turns of it off, she doesn't want to listen to it right now, but it will be a clue later, you best believe that. Meanwhile, Nina's had a good night, she's not been on the lash, she's been having a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I read that sentence without really comprehending it till I got to the end. I was like, you had a she's good night, She's not died. Yeah, well, that's all you can ask for, isn't it? Roy stayed over. They're, redraw- they're withdrawing the sedatives and she's going to become more alert in a few hours. Billy and Summer hear from Kevin what's happened. Summer looks very shocked. She's like, oh, I was with them. Yeah, Billy unintentionally puts his foot in it, doesn't he? By going, oh, Kev, you look so- sober as a judge. What was just that? What happened at your Shut your up, Billy, night? you insensitive bastard. <laughs> and then he tries to get out of it going, I will pray for you. Yeah, Billy, you say that every time. <laughs> every time you make a horrible joke at someone's expense. Sorry, I'll pray for you. Maybe that's how we should end the podcasts. Yeah. Sorry, we'll pray for um, you. I just thought we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Todd and George. Uh, they're gonna have stuff oh to do. Oh my god! They? Oh my god! They open it just at the right time. Back in business, lad. Yeah. And god, Ke- I hope Todd's Todd, not gonna try and upsell Todd's um, like, right, Abby. She's gonna love this mahogany number <laughs> we've just got in. He's oh like, no! He's please. like, I know that Abby hasn't got any money. They're What's gonna, the point? Are they gonna have Seb on a slab? Seb on a slab, maybe. Oh. 
They've gone again too, aren't they? And and Abby crying over him again. I don't know. They did show his dead body at the end of the episode, didn't they? But he's not really dead. No, he is not really. Because the actor. Yeah, is, he's is tweeted alive. already, Harry. Yeah. Um, he just had that snake in his bathroom, and now this. <laughs> not having what a good year. year is he? <laughs> um, maybe that's how Ian McLeod tells you you're out the show. <laughs> Sets a snake loose in your bathroom. Yeah, the old producers <laughs> invite you to the office, but in the clouds, he's like trying to try it differently. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, it's like the yeah, you know, like the delivery in Kill Bill Two, isn't it? When yeah. uh, when Al gets the black mamba in the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Asher and Dev are coming to terms with the fact that these uh, people have been attacked, and they're on speaking terms again, which is nice. And Asher's gone round to see Dev. Mm. and um, Asha discovers where the attack took place, and she was surprised to hear about it, and she's becoming like, a... Mm, we were near there. She's becoming a little bit of a mini-detective this episode, isn't she? Yeah, but she she doesn't want to believe it, does no. she? It's the opposite. She suppresses her suspicions that Corey is possibly responsible Corey. for this. Corey. She's the anti-molder. She's the anti-molder of this episode. She doesn't want to believe <laughs> So, Summer tells Kelly about what happened in the cafe, and she says Toya told her, and she looks worried, and she's like, I didn't see anything, I didn't see anything. And Summer keeps asking her questions, and she gets, and um, so Kelly gets annoyed and leaves, and then she phones Corey and, and leaves a message for her, for him to ring her back. Now, I don't know, I can't remember if you mentioned it in the last episode, but one of the things that Corey said specifically to her was, don't phone me or talk to me or text me. Yeah, it will Only speak in person. We have to, we can only talk in person. He's so canny and sneaky. He knows mm. all of these things are going to be evidence of phone calls between these two. Yeah. If, it, if they ever get found out, this is all going to be evidence used against them. So Asher re- returns to the flat. Corey's on edge. He says, well, I saw, I saw them, I saw Seb and Nina before the attack, but um, I left and I came home not long after that. I don't know what, I wasn't there. He does come across as being very believable as well, he I is, think. He is, he's really manipulative. That's yeah. why he's such a great character. Asher wonders if Eli and the others had anything to do with it. He's like, how could you say that about our friends? Eli would never do such a thing. I can't believe you would even accuse him. You're horrible. And Asher's like, oh, you're right. I am. I'm, I'm so sorry. How could I have ever doubted you? So this is a bit of gaslighting here mm. from him. Then we get um, Inspector. We haven't got a name for her. But she's the latest Weatherfield Bobby on the beat trying to she's investigate no Bobby. a crime. They're all she's, the same. She's a detective like she's Craig. A community have, support I'm so officer. glad that they didn't have Craig tagging along this. I'm going to drag that down. I have to say, I'm sorry because I'm still not convinced about him and his detectiving skills. But um, they had a proper policeman come to do some investigating, didn't they? But, yeah, we found out that there's forensics on the scene. Starts asking questions. Did oh yeah, this is where they, she starts saying about um, you know, did could did Seven Nina were they on drugs or anything like that? This was a like really that? awkward thing to watch because the the, the police woman has to ask these questions. She just literally doesn't... She's not accusing anybody of anything, but... Abby thinks she is. Abby takes it the wrong way, and she's like, oh, you've investigated me. You know my background. You're only asking me because you know what I used to get up with, up to, um, and you're insinuating that it runs in the family. Um, but And then she goes, and then, oh, so sad when she said, Seb was gold, Seb was gold. <sighs> um... So she's saying, yeah, I screwed my life up, but he was actually doing what he's supposed to do. She 
Sally is Sally comes, Abby's sobbing, talking about what a waste it is. The doctor comes in and he wants she wants to do um brainstem tests on on him. Corey comes over to the flat to see Kelly. And this is Toya and Imran's flat. Yeah. And Toya's like, um, I think that Kelly's been hit quite hard by this attack, so go carefully with her, please. I'm bumming off to the co-op to buy some aubergines or something. Corey warns Kelly to keep her mouth shut, but he likes the fact that she's got a sad face on because it's very convincing. And he, she says, actually, it's very, ge- it's very genuine, um, but we need to be careful of Summer because she keeps asking questions. Roy is sitting with Nina and he is trying to talk to her because he he knows that the sound of his voice might help her to regain consciousness or it might be of comfort to her in some way. Um, he, he slags Bernie off a little bit and then he says how proud he is of her and she like wakes up, which is what I would be like. Magic. What's that? You like, you're saying nice things about me? Carry on. <laughs> Abby tries in vain, meanwhile, another contrast between these two, um, to get Seb to squeeze her hand. Yeah, because she has to go off so that the doctors can come it. in and do these brain tense stem te- What was it, the phrase that she used a couple of times? Need to pop open your... Pop your bonnet open. Pop your bonnet open. And she's like, just squeeze my hand, squeeze my hand. on She's going to the doctor. Have you tried changing the oil? <laughs> yeah, that's all she, all she knows, isn't it? <laughs> um, she, yeah, so Corey finds someone in the cafe and um, he says, look, don't tell anybody about the joyriding. Because he doesn't say any of this in a threatening manner. He tries to be all kind of chummy with her, doesn't he? He's like, he? hey, Summer, we're friends, aren't we? I just want to tell you that you're going to get in trouble if you mention that we were in the car together. So just make sure you don't do it, okay? He's cool? like, he's like, you won't be able to go to Oxford if the yeah. police catch you. Or... He's like, we're all in trouble here together, so let's just all keep quiet and we'll be fine, basically. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Abby goes to see Nina, and Nina's... Um, at this point, she's completely conscious and talking, and she asks how Seb is, and she wants to go and see him. And Abby says she, he's still unconscious, and she's trying to remember what happened. And she says, "I remember, I remember walking across the industrial park, and I remember Corey and his mates, but I don't remember what happened after that. I don't remember who attacked me." She's desperately trying to. I know Mar- Marley Gallagher. She's just wonderful this week. There wasn't a person on this week that was bad. No, I know, I know, but just the the. the gut-wrenching desperation of trying to remember what happened is like and feeling that she's letting Seb down by not remembering as well. There's so much talent in this show. Actors and and you know the writers. Yeah. But she but the fact that she's mentioned Corey sets Abby off on yeah. one because Abby's she's like, like I'm, I'm going to go, go and, and find out, out with him. him. And Roy's like don't you don't be careful don't have a confrontation with him. But she doesn't care. Um Toya is quizzing Kelly about Corey and how he feels about the attack. And Kelly's like, oh, I've got a headache. Leave me alone. Yeah, Toya Toya suspects. Toya's like, something's going on here that I'm not sure about. And so she says, I'm a good listener. So you can talk to me if you need to. But Kelly's like... I've got a qualification. Look, I've got a certificate on the wall. Good listener. Good listener, 100 metres. Toya Battersby, GL. That's got letters after her name. What's GL stand for? Good listener. (laughs) I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you haven't got it. It's <laughs> <Mr>. BA. <laughs> um, right, so Corey is saying, who's he talking to? I don't know. He's saying, oh, he's to still, Abby. Abby confronts, yeah, Abby confronts him and he's like, oh, well, I don't know. I've always gotten on with all right with Nina. Seb's always seemed fine. 
And Asha's like looking to one side, looking really anxious. And Abby's like, all right, who would lie about that? <laughs> Leaves him. Um, Nina, meanwhile, is upset because she thinks she's ruined Abby and Kevin's day. I mean, yeah, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> so don't blame yourself. Um, she wants to go and see Seb. And she's saying to, to Roy, I want to go see Seb. I want to get in a wheelchair and go see him. It's like, you can't. Like, I was looking at her going, you, oh, you just I really can't hope get out of bed. that Nina right isn't now. going to, you know... Mope. I think there might be a bit of sadness going on, but I don't want her to fall out with Roy and like, oh, you didn't take me to see No, him. I know. I hate it when there's... I hate it when in a, in a turmoil manifests itself in external conflict, and it happens quite a lot in these shows because it's quite an easy way of showing it. But it feel, it gets really frustrating when that happens quite often. Yeah. And it is a natural reaction, mm. but it is very hard to watch sometimes. Um, so yes, yeah, so he's like, you can't, you, you're too... You, you I don't, I don't think she's really understands at this point just how bad Seb's condition is. And Roy's, I think Roy's seen him, has he? I don't know, maybe he has, maybe he's just been in there with her, but he, he knows because he's been awake and he's heard it all that he's really, really in a bad way. And Nina kind of thinks that... No, know, I think she she's... does. I think she is worried, and I think she thinks this might be. Well, the Well, she last she seemed surprised to find out that he was still unconscious. Yeah. I mean, it was a fifty fifty chance well, one of them's got to the, wake but up. But before first, then, but... she. But now she knows, and she wants to see him because I think she knows it's, that it's pretty desperate. I don't. I, I don't okay. know. Again, disagree. Disagree. Hmm. Back at home, Asha and Corey in the flat together, and she's saying to him, "Why did you lie to?" Abby and say that you liked them when you hated them and everybody knows and he says well look I just don't want to poke the bear there's no point talking to her about this now she's not going to hear it anyway and um also Nina didn't like me it's not just me not liking her she didn't like me either she might say it was me that did it even though I didn't she's got it in for me and also that was a horrible attack I had nothing to do with it but if the police ask if Nina fits me up you have to say I was with you so that I've got an alibi and he said, she says to him, just tell the truth, Corey, everything will be fine. And he says, you're so naive. He's so manipulative. He's so clever, though, isn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, Nina's going to say it was me because she hates me. Yeah. <sighs> I think the thing is about it is that if he was in Nina's position, he would do that. Mm. You know what I mean? If yeah, Nina yeah. was as vindictive as Corey is, he would have a pretty good point here. And Asha probably... Um, could be convinced that that would be the case mm. where Nina to say, I remember now it was Corey. Asha knows Nina and gets Nina a whole lot more than she knows and gets Corey. She's yeah. just fallen in love with the idea of Corey and yeah, the coolness true. of Corey and the popularity of Corey, but she, she knows Nina and... The detective is speaking with Nina, trying to get her to remember what happened. And she says, I remember there were teens, they were laughing, there was drinking. Maybe they came up to me, I don't remember. I do remember Corey, I remember seeing him and somebody slapped me. It wasn't him, but he was there. And then she starts to get really frustrated. She says, I'm letting Seb down, I have to remember. And I guess the insinuation to me here is that she knows that Seb might not wake up. She's the one that's got the responsibility because she's the one that's awake. Mm. So, um, meanwhile, the doctor says to Abby about Seb's brainstem test. There's been a response, but they're still not sure whether he's breathing for himself at the moment, so they're going to have to do the test again. And Abby's like, oh, good, that's okay. It sounds good to me. She, he passed one of the tests, so they'll just keep doing it until he gets better, basically. And Ken was like, oh, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> that's your Kev impression. Oh, is it? That's why you didn't get invited oh. along to the stag do jam. You just can't do a Kev. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, when you bring, bring your car to him, it's like, how much is this going to cost to do it just for fix my car, Kevin? Oh, oh I don't know. I don't know. What's wrong with it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Mary sees Asher and Corey on the street, and she says, Asher, can I have a word with you? And she. And then she's like a private, a private word, and Corey goes and stands like you know a f- ten foot away, but is standing there listening. And um, usually she, in the soap, far enough away to not overhear what two characters are speaking about. But yeah, in this got, case, he's got, he's good got ears. perfect hearing. Um, she's set basically trying to rescue Asher, but Corey's like, "Oh, typical. Everyone's saying, everyone's saying it's me. Oh, all the time. You're you just don't like me, so you're trying to say it was me. We were watching Tenant." You spelt it completely wrong. I don't. It's I the don't. movie. It's Tennant. Spelt same way backwards as forwards. We were watching Doctor Who with David Tennant. It was fantastic. <laughs> what a what a treasure that man Who's is. Who's your favourite Doctor Mary? Have you heard about what behind the scenes stuff happening in, that, in Doctor Who? Don't get into it. Don't get into it. Mary's like, we're not here to talk about scandals. We're here to talk about you beating people up. So he says we were together, and Ash is like, yes, we were together. So now she's roped it into the lie. Abby is in with Seb again. She's talking to him. She's crying. She tells a lovely story about when he was a boy, when he was a baby, and he had beautiful blue eyes, and then they like turned blue into Smarties. chocolate buttons. Um, oh, it just she just so proud of him. It's so hard to see her because this is her like she's lost her her other children, and this was she was he was the joy of her life, and like she always I always got the she's impression. gone from three kids to none, and she's gonna blame herself. Well, being a bad mum. I always got the impression that she kind of felt as though she'd failed completely in her life, but at least Seb was unscathed or she did some kind of thing right or something. She doesn't think it was her it's because of her, but, you know, in spite of everything that she's she's done, she this one good thing came out of her life, you know? Yeah. Of the bad parts of her life. Because yeah. I think she's she knows that she's turned herself around now. Mm. Um, I just hope this doesn't turn into a drugs thing with Abby. I've just thought of that. I know, I know. Not... I, I don't want it to go back to drugs. I don't want it to Especially be that Especially with, with Peter so and his recurring alcoholism. We don't need Abby to fall off the wagon and all. Anyway, Corey's pleased with Asha for sticking up for him and being loyal. And she and he says, um, you just need to tell everybody about how great I am and that I'm a big softie, really, because you know I am, don't you? Um, and you love me and everything. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I love you. And then she goes outside and she's freaking out. Um, and you that was a really great performance. I was by like, "What's she freaking out?" And you said, "She's starting to suspect it was definitely him at this point." Yeah, definitely. She knows that she's got herself in deep at this point, but she doesn't. She can't think of a way to get out of it. So she's just finding herself, you know, being Escaping. carried along with it, mm. and and and, she, and yeah, she's flowing with the river. Yeah. Um, she goes to see Nina in the hospital. He's asleep at the time, but Roy's there, and he says, "Oh, she's not here. She you can't visit her." <laughs> she's not here. <laughs> gone to a better place the toilet (laughs) sorry that's not what I meant Um, the police are on the case and um, you might find out Asher that you don't know Corey as well as you think you do Nina wakes up and she says I want to talk to Asher by myself Roy leaves them and Asher says Corey didn't do it to you because we were together in the flat there's no way it was him and Nina says doesn't make sense you're lying stop pretending um, I stop pretending you care, I'm tired. And she kind of looks away because Asha's crying 
but she's lying to her face and Nina knows Nina this knows, and she's like, yeah. don't pretend that you care about me. Come here to, to lie to my face about who attacked me to protect your boyfriend. And she gets a bit confused and overwhelmed and goes to sleep. I do that all the time. Abby is prattling on to Kevin about, oh, this is when I'm he's definitely going to die. He's like, she's saying, oh, what's up? I mean, we we had had that, you know, the ITV continuity thing we that we muted, to it, so but it's like you don't I'm put really one of curious. those up unless something big's going to happen, and it, it it felt like this could be the scene, but until they actually said, well, okay, so she's saying, oh, I'll do a big shop, I'll do an online shop for when Seb gets out because he's gonna we're, he's gonna have to move in with us, I have to look after him, I'll get him that dip he likes, I'll make him, I can't remember what she said because I think I was making fun of the fact that he likes potato smiles and um Finnis crispy pancakes <laughs> i don't know what she actually said the doctor comes out and she just in the most roundabout way it was like the series of like bad news like she was building up and up and up she could have i don't know if they train you to do this i've had bad news from doctors before and they do this to you they just kind of beat around the bush and they say stuff when you know from the very beginning what they're saying to you but they won't bloody say it and you hold out hope to the end of the whatever they're going to say, that they might get to the end and say something nice. But you know all the way through that they're building up to telling you. Well, even horrible. when they said his heart has stopped. Well, yeah, she's like, the way she delivers, I'm sure this is, this is, this is what they do. But she was saying, um, he's failed the brainstem tests. His body has shut down. Even at that there's point, nothing, I was like saying, yes, but he'll be all right. There's nothing more they say. can do. His heart has stopped. He's died. It's like she's reading out as like a chronological thing. Like, yep, yeah, first he failed, failed the brainstem test. Then his body shut down. Then we went, what do we do now? I don't know. I don't know. Um, then his heart stopped. And then we went, wow. So he's dead. Sorry, I should have said that at the beginning. He's dead. <laughs> Abby collapses. Oh, she, she crumbles to the ground. She she's sobbing. She's right, shaking. Yeah. She's screaming. Her life has imploded. We were on. We were like. We. I, I was both. You know, it was one of those moments where it was like a hands to you my were like, face. Blue I, neck. Was, I was. I was. I was like, oh. and and it's not often that I, you know, I'm gobsmacked and literally hand over the hand over the mouth sort of thing. I was like, I, this was, I couldn't believe that they, even though it looked like they were leading to it, uh, and it's not like I'm saying yes, I was right or hooray, Sebstead or anything. It was just like they've actually done it. I know. I was like, oh, and they have kept. It's for the drama, and it's it's partly just as a Cory viewer. Whenever they have a big shock like that, it's like, oh yes. Whether it's a shock, yeah. even whether it's a shock that I want or I don't want, it's like yes, Coronation Street. You can still shock us. You can still because keep it, yeah. things quiet. That's it what adds I that like. depth of of feeling to yeah. to the scene that you didn't see it coming. Like you you experienced it with the character. So. Yes. Um, exactly their emotion not to the same kind of depth as Abby but like you you feel that sadness with her because you didn't know this was going to happen either mm. um, meanwhile Asha telling Corey about what happened when she visited Nina in the hospital and she accuses her of, him of lying and he says oh yeah here we go now Nina's manipulating you um, you I, I'm just sad that you don't trust me it's so painful to hear you say this <laughs> Um, and she says, well, I told you that. I told her that we were together. So he's just relieved to hear this. Yeah. Roy then has to tell Nina 
That Seb has died. That was a re- we don't we really don't get to see much of that, do we? We we see him go into the room and he says like I've got some bad news. Then they immediately cut, so we don't see Nina's reaction, which is interesting because I think that Molly Gallagher certainly could have pulled it off. But the the real reaction that we get was from from Abby, isn't it? She goes and sees Seb and she holds onto his hand and cries. This is all the bit where there was silence as well. Which yeah, I think it kind was, of cut to silence. We I get... don't like the music, but I I I this thought was this better. was very well this was done. Great. Um, we saw Nina crying again silently on the bed and the angle was strange because we were viewing it from like the end of the bed, like almost like just a few inches up from, from her feet almost like her, we could see up, up through her chin. Yeah. It's a weird angle. I don't know why they picked that angle. There must be there must be a reason. I'm I'm can't manifest what it was in my mind. How how did it make me feel to see her crying? I guess it made she looked a bit helpless because it looked like she was being held down by something. Mm. Like she she wasn't she was lying and she was so weak that she couldn't sit up. I don't know if you would have got that impression if you'd had the camera above her head looking down at her face. Yeah. I'm not sure. Very interesting angle. Probably turn out, but you know they couldn't get. The, the camera above her head for insurance purposes because it might drop on her face or something. Who knows? Um, I just thought it was interesting. We also see Eileen by herself in Victoria Garden. This is really interesting because Eileen, I mean, she, she's barely been in the show at all for the past six, six eight months, has she? But like you pointed out to me, um, there's a bond between Seb and Eileen Through which the goes all story. the way back to when she was married to Pat and uh, Seb was his gopher basically yeah and, and and seb did live with them for a bit as well didn't he i think well um, so eileen just collects stray men yeah so they, they absolutely didn't need to show this and it was in a way a little bit odd that they did but um, it was just sue cleaver on the bench there on her own and it's I significant think it was... to me that she is um involved with with george and todd who are the funeral directors. exactly yeah so yeah. perhaps there will be they're going yeah. to have to deal with the funeral, yeah. with, with the body, uh, possibly. And, yeah, it's going to be very difficult for Eileen. And, and I, I do love Eileen. I think Sue Cleaver's fantastic, so I'm looking forward to seeing she more of that as well. She just cries with her hands covering her face. And we have a very far away shot of her, like, you know, we we'll see her from the distance, yeah. from above. Then we see... So we've seen... We've Total seen, contrast now. We've seen Roy telling Nina. We've seen Abby crying. We've seen Nina crying. We've seen Eileen crying. Then we see Corey slobbing on the sofa watching a, a comedy. And and this is when the sound know. comes back. Um, Asher's cutting vegetables in the kitchen. And he's like, come on, babe, you're missing it. Um, and she's giving him a look. Mm. And so, you know, completely oblivious to what's going on. If he knew, would he care? Doubt it. I think Apart he from would. to worry about himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously. That's the thing. Then, I think the final thing this episode was Abby crying and telling Seb that she's sorry she that she didn't see him protect him. I already said bed. that she was holding his hand. Oh. The end. You don't get a very good listener. Neither of us. And that was anything, everything that happened in that story this week. Just, yeah, you know, over two, hours. over two hours worth of stuff. This um, story good stuff, good stuff. is one of these ones that makes me think I worry about this doing this podcast because it feels like such a big responsibility to be able to talk about this story, to explain my feelings about it and to talk about what really happened in real life and be coherent and make sense. And I don't think I did a great job at the beginning, but hopefully as we've gone through... 
I think we did an okay job. I think we and did makes, an okay job. Um, often when something big happens and you look on our Facebook group and people are like, oh, I can't wait to hear what, what Gemma and Michael say about it in the podcast. I think, oh my God. Well, everyone on our I Facebook group often writes these very lovely, I know, nicely really worded, eloquent, eloquent um, posts. And I think they must listen to us going, oh, we just jabber I on. thought that was a really good thing. What did you think? Listen yeah. to my funny story the that acting, I'm part of. The acting was good in that scene. I thought they were all really isn't good. It's a bit harder when you just act. When it's very difficult it, to talk it? for two hours about something. and Without rambling. And we didn't make it, did we? <laughs> so, um, um, apologies for um, our shortcomings in, well, I thought we did right. mine. I thought we did right. For recounting what happened. But, hands, hats off, hands off, <laughs> feet off, throw them in a pile. No, last week it was me getting the, the words wrong, this week it's you. To Coronation Street, everybody, the, the whole team, this week... Knocked it out of the park. This is Coronation Street at its peak, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely This was. shows the power of soaps. This shows the talent that you have in the cast and, and the and the storylining and the the writing, completely on point. We criticise very harshly when we don't enjoy it. But the same people that get slated by us for, you know, sometimes a bit of a dull week can still pull something like this out of the bag. Mm. It can't always be five out of five week every week. But this was incredibly close as far as I'm concerned. Fantastic, powerful, gripping, true and honest. Yeah. And a really important cause for us to, to talk about, particularly with how fragmented people seem to be especially social media, brings out the worst in people. And I think if you only look at that, you might think that there's more hatred in the world than there's ever been before. Mm. I genuinely don't think so. And I think that um, if you want to combat it, I think the most important thing to do is to try to understand people. Yeah. In your heart, to understand people, even people that you don't like, even people that have different opinions to you. And just remember that, they come to them as honestly as you came to your opinions. And they may very well be wrong about the things that they believe and think. But it doesn't mean that they're a terrible person. Mm. And completely, there's very, very few people in the world that are completely irredeemable. And, most importantly, not just about what people think, but the way that they look too. Yeah. It's such a frivolous thing to be hung up about in this day and age. Especially considering that we've all been wearing pajamas for a year, <laughs> who's anyone to judge? So, what are you kind of, What are you most looking forward to with this story now? Who who do you want to see more of? What reactions do you want to see? What what you know, twists really and turns do you want of, this story? What route do you want it yeah, to go down now? What am I? It's not really a question of what am I looking forward to, but rather what am I anticipating to happen, and I will find intriguing. Right? I want to see. I'd because be very interested funeral, to see. That that's going to be tragic. I With, want... Especially because, like, you, I didn't even think of George and Todd being involved. But obviously, the, yeah. why would you even have a funeral parlour introduced the month before you kill off one of the regular characters mm. if you're not going to use them for that? I'm... I don't know. See, Todd, Todd doesn't really have a relationship with Seb at all. No, no. So, from that perspective... Well, no, I, I can't remember. The thing is... I, because he was involved he, in he feeling, wasn't he? He's acquainted with him. He's acquainted there might have been more than that. I don't remember. I'm trying to think well, they, of old they Todd. They weren't in a relationship together. No, <laughs> they were not. I can't think. I think they were like lackeys in common, right? Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Um, I don't remember anything specific about them, but... I'm sure people I, again, will tell us. I'm sure the show will tell us. It's interesting to me that 
they they did that story with Todd about, and the baby last week, and we haven't mentioned. Oh no, I've I've, I've okay, got right, this I'll written down. Oh, no, I'll talk about it later. Okay. I just want to say, um, it's interesting to me that they put that story in before this one because that story could have been Todd and Seb, yeah. but I think that would have messed up too much and derailed what they want. You know, it's it's kind of diluting the story a bit too much to involve so- Todd in a side story about realizing that. You know, it's not all just fun and games at the funeral parlor. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I think he, that I honestly think that they had to put taking that in. it more seriously yeah. now in time for him yeah, to, exactly. to be dealing with something that's actually really, really close to him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm really, I just want to, I want there to be wall to wall Nina now, really. I, I can't wait to see what she does next and how, what's her grieving process going to be? Is she going to shut herself away from the world again? Is she going to, you know, is she going to renounce her gothdom or is she going to double down on it, the darkness and everything? I, I, I'm really fascinated to see what happens. I, I'm kind of assuming that there's going to be some kind of union with her and Asher. That's, but, that's... I, but if it is, it does, we don't need to rush into it. I don't want Nina to change anything about herself or no. even to question herself based don't on what happened to. Don't want her to, but... I don't think it would... I don't personally think it would be a bad move because I don't think the moral of the story is, oh, someone doesn't like the way you look, change it. Mm. I think to even have her question it. She's had... She's been attacked for it before. And she spoke She spoke last week about how core it is to her. Like when, it's not When just Seb was dressed up, exactly, it's she said. It's part of herself. So even if she took the clothes off, she'd still be the same person. Mm. So I wouldn't like her to change. Yeah. I also don't think it would be true to the story of Sophie. The the mm. you know I don't think it's fair, and and to to change herself. I w- I wonder how you know we've not seen vulnerable Nina really before, have we? And when she was well, lying there in the hospital, yeah, wears. when she was lying there in a hospital bed with her makeup off and, and everything, and, and <laughs> she's she, pink. She looked yeah. Uh, this that was Nina at her rawest, and, and Nina mm. is all about you know putting on a front and not acting phased and nothing bothering her. And I'm really interested to see, you know, the I don't want to say the more human side of it because I'm, but you know, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of the the bravado. Well, it's armor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want to see a scene similar to when Jenny's done this, and so did Bet, where she puts a lippy on, like it's war paint. Yeah. Because it is for Nina now. She she literally, it's like she's in a war. Against people that hate the way she looks. Yeah. yeah. And and that's her armour as well of like, you know, you, you've got to earn, you've got to earn my, you've got, it's kind of like a test, like, can you get over the fact that I look like this? Because if you can, you're cool. And if you can't, then I, I'm not going to even bother with you. Mm. In a way, it's a really good asshole test just to see who's an asshole <laughs> and who isn't. When she first came into the show, I kind of thought that she would become less gothy as the time went yeah. on because it's like this doesn't this doesn't fit this is this character is too different but now i mean they need to not double down on it but they, they absolutely can't Dilute normalize her. her that's not the way you know like, her. yeah exactly they, they need to they need to keep her like this but it's uh, i did yeah i said before when she came in i, I do i don't like when i was a teenager i knew goths and stuff um and, but i don't know what it's like now to be a goth to me, Nina looks like a goth from, you know, the 90s. I don't know what people dress like. Mm. Um, I assume that... <laughs> I don't know that there's much that can change <laughs> about wearing black. Um, 
Yeah, so... Well, I hear that orange is the new black. <laughs> I just love her and I think that she's great it's, and... She's gone. She's only gone up in my estimation, honestly. Everything about her this week was I just, fantastic. One thing I also wanted to add was... Um, I think sometimes we take for granted these young actors who um, get so much put, put on their shoulders, so much expectation... Um, these, this cast, this small cast of young people here are carrying one of Coronation Street's biggest stories. It will, which will continue to be one of of the biggest stories throughout, throughout the year now. Actors are 16 years old Mm. and they are carrying ITV's flagship soap. They should be so proud of themselves. As, and, and they've proved people wrong yeah. as well. Because when I heard about this, as I said, at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh my God, really? They're gonna they're hanging this year on, on the teens, really? I was but concerned they are all because I... Doing fantastically. The idea of Coronation Street turning into Hollyoaks mm. or some kind of tweeny Netflix thing where it's all about frivolous stupidity and like stuff that you cared about when you were a teenager... Um, that obviously you don't care about once you get a bit yeah. older. But these are like really human themes. Like, I'm not saying teenagers aren't human. <laughs> it sounded like I was. The, this is like a un- universal things that they're struggling with, but also from that lens of being a teenager and being uncertain. And everyone can relate to that, like struggling to find yourself, where are you in the hierarchy? The social ladder is a really important thing and, you know, who's cool and who isn't and lies and secrets and misbehaving and one stupid night turning into a death and ruining these people's futures. Mm. For the best will in the world, Corey, at the end of this, is going to be in prison. Is he? Is he not going to be killed? Or dead. And this is like I was saying with Jeff. I didn't want Jeff to be killed and he was. I'm kind of saying now I don't want Corey to be killed. I think he needs to face justice. And, and but it, the the temptation of a soap to have soap justice, which means he's going to have some you know ironic attack, like he's going to be bitten to death by a swarm of bats or something like that. I don't know. Uh, no, I I don't I don't want to see that. I need to see him properly behind bars. The other thing that I, I was going to say that I was excited about about the the, the cast of these teams is the characters, the older characters, like the parent characters, that are also going to be drawn into the story. Just with this lot, we're going to get um, we're going to get more Dev, hopefully. We're going to get more Roy. We're going to get more Abby. Get more Tracy if, with with um, with uh, Amy involved. We're going to get more Toya and Imran, hopefully. This is this, th- really, this could be fantastic does... opportunity, not just for them, but for the for the parents as well. This does catapult Coronation Street into fairly new territory as far as leading characters are concerned. Yeah, yeah. What time, you, the people that you just mentioned really haven't carried stories. No. Proper, a, a you know, banner, big banner stories. But they're all characters that I really like and I think are definitely capable of it. So I'm really excited to see how much they're involved. I think it is more going to be about the younger characters yeah. than the older ones for sure. But I mean, even the the, the chance to have more Imran and Toya will be, will be wonderful because they're, I mean, we've always said that they're, seriously underused but it was Absolutely. lovely to see more of them this week i know more 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 yes, i want more definitely um i think have we t- we've surely I, I, mean, I mean i'm interested to see i mean that with the amount of stuff as well they are now fostering someone who potentially murderer. a murderer potentially a murderer or at least witness to murderer i i, I wonder how 
I mean, are we, are we supposed to think by this point that Kelly didn't actually kick or are we supposed to not sure? Because I'm not sure. And if, not if sure. this mystery is did. kept for a while, like, did she do it or not? What I don't want is for her to have turned out to have done it, but not as bad as Corey. And she's really so- sorry and she feels bad about it. So let's just let her off. I, I, I've got a feeling that they want to try and redeem her because... The only way she, she can she be redeemed, a... in my opinion, is if she ran away before he did anything. Which she didn't. We don't know that she did or not. I'm, or we didn't see her being... We saw other people run away, but not her. Um, the, 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 she's still got to find out about her dad dying. So there's going to be some level of sympathy, isn't there? She, we're we're going to have to feel sorry for her at some point when she realised that Rick's dead. So I think that they they might try and redeem her slightly, but she she needs she needs to face justice. She really really does. She's horrible. She's vile. I know. I can't. And I and I'm, but but Millie Gibson doing a really really great job at portraying such a cold hearted cow. So um... and, and and also will will this with Imran being a lawyer as well? What effect is that going to have? It's a little bit like you know Craig with his with his um with his girlfriend in jail and the um the, the what's that i forgot the word I what, what i don't know what you're saying yeah craig has craig got his girlfriend in in jail so that's a bit um compromising isn't it and now imran the lawyer has got a murderer as a daughter and what what consequences is that going to have that that could be fantastic um what are they going to say when they find out the truth about her? What's what's Corey's dad going to say when he finds out about his son? Because I think he thinks that his son, you know, isn't so bad, really. And he was like saying, oh, whatever he gets up to, it's his, it's, you know, it's down to him. It's fine. Um, I was also wondering, yeah. what would the story be like if Corey and Nina, Corey and um, Kelly were the ones that were beaten up? Because, you know... what. If, if just you know if it, we're all saying isn't it awful these people just getting randomly attacked in the street they, they they get killed isn't it awful what if we'd been led to hate these characters and then they'd be beaten up would we be, be would we be saying yeah brilliant they got beaten up and would, would be, be a would different we be story what are you then? talking about i'm just saying just it would be a completely parallel different story. universe parallel universe who would be beating them up it's all nonsense because I don't know what you're trying to Higher say. Higher level goons. All right then, fine. I was just just wondering, just well, wondering. I just the final thing I want to say about this is about the real case of Sophie Lancaster and what happened to the people that attacked her. I don't want to say their names because I don't think they deserve to be spoken about particularly. But um, they were all charged with murder. There was five boys ranging from fifteen to sixteen, and. They were charged with murder and attacking um, Sophie's boyfriend, Robert. But then some of the charges were dropped for different people, but they all pled guilty to assault with intent. Mm. And the shortest sentence that was handed down was four years and four months. Mm. And the highest sentence was 18 years. I don't think that any of that's long enough. Or killing somebody. Do you think out, out of out you? of Kelly and Corey, it seems to me at the moment like Kelly's going to sing like a canary if she gets the gets the heat turned up on her. The other thing I don't want to happen is for the whole thing to fall down because Eli or one of his anonymous friends who doesn't have a name turns on them. I don't like their involvement. Honestly, I find it a complicated addition that 
I don't think we really need because they're like the weak link here. We're going to have to assume that Eli and Goon 1 and 2 completely stole work, keep their mouth shut, and it's only Corey and, mm. and um, Kelly who are... But yeah, they're the main ones, We need ones, to aren't be they? concerned about. Yeah, I mean, e- Eli, the fact that he is named makes me think he's going to be involved somehow. The fact that Summer kind of fancied him. It'll be, I'm looking forward to seeing what Summer does next week because she, she doesn't obviously know the details about what happened, but I think she knows a little bit more... Yeah, I'm just really interested to also she's got see information that the police might find interesting. How is Amy gonna gonna fit into this? Yeah, and it's re- another thing is really interesting is the fact how drastically um, this kind of set of girls has kind of changed over a very short amount of time because Ash certainly wasn't a little sweaty square before before now. No. Summer was like the ultimate like oh she's the downer. What'd you bring her her along for? Now she's the one that's staying while Asha goes home. And Amy, who, like, was all intents and purposes a serial killer in training as a small child, is like the goody two-shoes who wasn't anywhere near it. Yeah, keep me out of it. She was like, last time we saw her, she was going, Asha, do you want to revise with me? (laughs) She's like the daughter of a murderess, and she wasn't anywhere near it. (laughs) Right. But we can all agree that Kelly is evil. Yes. Not as evil as Corey, though. Finally. Vindication. Um... Is there something else that happened this week? No, I think I think there was other things that happened on Monday and our Sharon confidential information, but it all kind <laughs> of it feels a bit like you know a bit campy. Who cares? And yeah. Who cares? And and this is the story that we were saying was great last week. We we were we were saying how awesome Sharon is, and I still think that she is. But I mean, compared to everything else this week, it is like well, this was honestly, this was also cares? all right. Go on, I, tell, but, tell me. But I, I I I didn't think that much of this really, so. But it was we got Peter in hospital on uh, on Monday. He's been taken off the transplant list, hasn't he? And um, he he has a look at this address of the the the, the secret hidey hole that Nick and Leanne and and, uh, and Simon are living at, just to remind the uh, the viewers that he has got this information. Leanne's been awake all night. She's been on guard because she's convinced that someone's going to come round to get them. Um, but she she promises Nick. I think is that right that nobody except the police know that they're there. And I think Simon's going. Oh, Peter knows. Adam, meanwhile, is telling Sharon what happened with Peter's operation being cancelled. Just kind of passing the time of day, really, by mentioning it. And um, she immediately phones this fake... I think it was the fake porter guy that she was phoning, the one who um, attacked Peter last week. And she says, like, Peter's being char- uh, discharged today, so you need to get yourself down to the hospital and keep an eye on him. So when Carla's in the hospital car park later, um, doing, doing a lippy or whatever, she sees in her little lady mirror that there's somebody watching them. She she knows she knows to be on guard because she knows the you know the situation that they're in and anybody could come and get them at any time. So she she sees that there's somebody watching them. Um goes upstairs, tells Peter, um and so he he said you cannot go because she thinks that he's going to go and find Simon. She says you can't. You cannot go to Simon because you're going to lead them straight to him. So Peter seems to be brewing some kind of plan here. Also, we had Leanne catching Simon trying to use his phone um, over at the flat and tells him to put it down. I don't think anything particularly comes of that. Um, Adam um, helps out with the great escape plan for Peter and Carla by distracting this thug porter blokey guy. Um, I can't remember what he says. He's like trying to get him to give him directions or something while Carla and Peter do some sneaking around a taxi and... As far as we know at this point, Peter and Carla have got into this taxi van thing, but actually it turns out that when it arrives at number one, 
Peter gets out and the big mystery is where's Carla? Oh, it's not really that much of a mystery at all. She's turned up at the safe house and she nearly gets brained by Leanne who's holding this bottle above her head. Um, Sharon and... That was really poor taste considering what happens to Seb. I know, I know. Sharon and Blokey are also there waiting for Carla and Peter to come out of the van and then they realise what must have happened, that Carla must have gone to Leanne. Um, Leanne is there with Carla. She's not particularly happy to see her. Um, she's also very annoyed at Simon for getting the address to her and Peter. Uh, but she starts asking after after Peter. Carla goes back to number one. She's kept it quiet. The Peter's off the transplant list. She doesn't want to add that extra worry to Leanne and Simon. He's pretty relieved that they don't know this. But he's kind of looking pretty weary and ill at the same time. Sharon is hatching a plan again. She wants to find out what's going on. So she goes round number one later with a bunch of flowers... Um, as she have flowers? Yeah, no, she... Yeah, she yeah, she, is. she goes around to the flowers and she starts digging for information with Carla. As a sneaky look at her phone, somehow manages to get into it with a threat, despite its passcode or something. Does an evil cackle, which again was making me think, are we supposed to think this character is evil? Or are we supposed to think that she's being, you know, just Harvey's puppet and unwillingly? I don't know. Um, Listen, Michael, If you, even if you've been unwittingly roped into an evil plot mm. you can still take pleasure in a job well done that's true that's true um and and then we 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 see that thanks to the the magic of google maps she was able to find <laughs> yeah. out not only what building uh leanne and nick and simon living in but literally the flat number that yeah. they went to she, she can also work out like she's not just horizontally and yeah, yeah, exactly. But whatever the other one is, what's that one? Yeah, the X, Y, and Z uh, axis. She goes up. Vogel Maps is just that step further. An extra dimension, honestly. literally. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Goon goes and kicks his way into the flat, but they're gone. Oh, no. He phones Sharon to tell her. Girl, we were so close, oh. says Sharon. Um, and at the end of the episode, Harvey phones up Sharon. He's fuming, says, right, you need to use Sam to get to Leanne. And she really doesn't want to because she's got a bit of a soft spot for old Sam. Young Sam. and But he's Sam. like, no, you are going to do it. And if you mess up, you're dead. So she's like, oh no, what am I going to do? Let's hang five because I think something else more important is going to happen on Wednesday and Friday. We'll pick this up next week. And that was it, really. So, I mean, it, it just... It's, it's kind of exciting. But it also... It just felt like a bit like a caper. was a bit, wasn't it? Um, and, 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 and in comparison to everything else that happened in the week, it was just like... Oh, that's a bit soapy, a little bit of drama, a bit, you know, you've got your villain, you've got your chase, you've got your old switcheroo. It was a bit, yeah, it definitely felt like this was, there was a, a watershed between the two, even though there wasn't. Yeah. Um, that's a, I, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about this story. We, we've already run very long on this street talk and, um, you know, it, it was fine, but. <laughs> Not even going to get a free liver off of. Seb. Off, off, off a Seb, no. Now, just before we finish this street talk, and we do need to do our scores on the character of the week, you um, referred to something else we needed to mention, which came up on Reddit last week, oh, didn't yeah. we? Well, I found it well, on you Reddit. Yeah, you haven't... Which was... Um, and this, this, blew, this blew my mind last week when I read this. Do you remember last week, everybody, when that bloke goes to the funeral pl- uh, parlour and he's supposed to be a, an old school friend of Todd's? It turns out he was actually in the show 18 years ago. I what? couldn't believe... Thank you, Gemma. 
I texted you this at night and, I know. You, and you were amazed. So well, Stuart first of all, Fergus. I was like, is this, what's this about? Yeah, and the character was, like, was Stuart <gasps> Fergus, and he and he's played by an actor called Scott Taylor, and he was in the show for three episodes in two thousand and three. Same character, same actor, and usually the thing is on Coronation Street and other shows, people get uh, meet but or bump into old school friends all the time, don't they? But they're not actually old school friends; they're just invented for this particular storyline. But actually, this guy was in it. He his backstory basically was he was a, he was a friend of Todd's. He was a year above him in school. He was at Oxford. And he was having a whale of a time and he was excited for Todd to come and join him there next year. But because Todd's tied up with, um, well, he's going out with Sarah Lou at the time and they're being parents to young baby Bethany. And um, and he, at the end of the day, flunks his A-levels on purpose so that he can't get to Oxford. It's so that a he mini can, character profile. Yeah, so that he can stay around um, with, with Sarah Lou and Bethany. That's literally, that, that's all that Scott did was going, Stuart. hey, Oxford's great, you should come along to it. Stuart Fergus. Stuart Fergus. So the and, person um, who posted about this, which is Reddit, um, our Coronation Street, was wonky underscore monkey. Well done, wonky underscore monkey, but it is also on Coropedia as well. Um, so I'm just amazed, absolutely amazed. Where did this come from? I don't know. How this is, d- this is how baffling does it to me. Because honestly, Coronation Street sometimes forgets the most basic of things about people and then... Next minute, you know, they're they're bringing back somebody from like eighteen years ago to play a bit character that he nobody was... remembers. Like a, a, the the bittiest of strange... bit characters. Like, it like was the actor just you know walking past the studio one day? I was... don't know. I think it, yeah. Sometimes it feels like they're meticulous, and other times it's like, oh yeah, we forgot to put more in it for a year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Unbelievable, and I, and I hope that listeners, your minds have been um, blown. similarly blown by that as mine were. Although I did post about it on Facebook, and some of you are probably on Reddit as well, so you've read about it anywhere else. But anyway, I was very surprised by that. Oh, the cat has just come in. Oh God! Just I to, she had a mouse with a jingle. No, she has not got a mouse. The, the bell yeah. is working. Go on. Um, right, that is the end of our street talk. Except from Gemma, it is time for us to do a Scores score and character of the week. It is. Well, I mean, it, it's easy enough for me, really. Who are you going to pick for your character of the Nina, week? Nina. Oh, without gonna... a shadow of a doubt. And I know that David Nilsson and yeah, Sally Carmen both put on stellar performances. Yep. But uh, so did Molly Gallagher. She, did, she didn't have the same material of, I'm going to do all these speeches or I'm going to do as much crying and snivelling. But just for the, the character of her, of being so protective of the girls, of being lovely um, to Seb, of... Um, of trying to remain calm and protect everyone in the situation. I just have got newfound love and adoration for Nina this week. I thought she was wonderful. Nina so without forever. a shadow of the doubt, Nina is my character of the week. So glad that they didn't kill Nina. I am giving I'm giving this um uh, I'm giving this week's episode four and a half cheeky off the shoulder high vis numbers out of five. <laughs> Which I think is what... I wrote down this earlier, and I think it's what Abby said that she'd have to wear at a wedding if the building works were still going on with the with the collapsed roof. Who is your character of the week, Gemma? My character of the week is Seb, because Aww. he did such a great job of breaking my heart with how wonderful he was before he bowed out. Well, can only imagine, can only hope that we get given the amount of dignity and um, appreciation that uh, a soon-to-leave coron- uh, soap character gets. In yeah, Coronation yes. Street, you know? They get yeah. given the red carpet treatment. I'm really pleased for him that he went out on a high because the character has been Up and treading water for a little while. And also, like I said, it gave me hope that... 
when they want to, Coronation Street can create a really lovely couple, seemingly effortlessly. Who would have put out those? Out of nowhere. Who would have put those two, two together? A couple, you know, a few months ago, but they were lovely, and it just makes me think. Please, Coronation Street, next time you pair people together, make us care for them in the same way we have Seb and Nina, and keep them together next time, maybe, please, because I, I still think that Seb was a a worthy and maybe dare I say it needed sacrifice to for the longevity yeah. and the, the impact of this story definitely um but yeah next time maybe let's have a lovely r- romantic relationship and, and keep them together please what are you scoring it what did you give it four and a half cheeky off the shoulder high oh, biz yeah. numbers out of five well I'm I'm actually gonna give this five what what you've never given a, have you ever given Rebecca has you ever ever I've never given a five five out of five even that even though, five, Monday was, even though you complained about how much you hated Monday. Yeah. I didn't hate Monday. Five, I just thought it was a bit cliche. and Life-changing cheese on toasts. Which gosh. sounds really delicious, actually. Five out of five weeks. So, I don't know if I could eat five. But you didn't give any feeding weeks a five. You didn't give any... I can say what I like. Good for you. Thanks. You give it a five. That's I can't I'm just sure... never give any, anything a five. I'm sure you won't be alone. But as I said, I, I couldn't, in all good faith, all give right, it yeah, five. Yeah, after Monday, yeah, but it was super, super weak. Really pleased. And after, you know, all these months, it seems, of me being down on Corrie and giving it in the twos. Then it's like they were the saving their energy for right. this week. Well, the, this, is, this, is what, this is like what Nina said, wasn't it? Like, um, Well, Nina says, you know what's been a bit boring around these parts? I'm kind of glad this happened this week. No, she said something along the lines of, we've, we've, we've fallen in love so quickly to make up for all the lost time of we didn't know each other and... Uh, well... And I'm sure Tyrone she said it a little bit more poetically Alina than that. Obviously, I feel the same way. Anyway. That's Ooh, it. Come on, we're done that's now. It. That's we're really on. long. Now we're going to go and do some news, which we already recorded earlier. Yeah, um, we're gonna, enjoy We're going to go and record the feedback in a minute, so we'll, we'll see you there in about ten minutes. Bye. News time, Cabin. Welcome to the Cabin, everyone. Little, not, not much news this week, but it is good news. And the first one is Brooke Vincent has had a baby. Oh, congratulations, Brooke. Gemma, say ah. That's right. Fantastic news. I was wondering when that was going to happen because I knew she was a little bit behind um, Helen Flanagan. Um, who had her baby. Was it last month she had a baby? I, I can't remember. She was a little bit behind on the babies. Like, she's only got two. <laughs> yeah, come on. Pick up the pace. Come on, come on. So her and Kian have welcomed new baby into the world. Baby Monroe, who was born on Tuesday Say morning Say that name again. Monroe. Because you made it sound like it was called Baby Brunroe. Monroe. So we have now got Mex and Monroe. And it's... Uh, M&M. Hmm? What was the sex observed at birth? Um, male. Okay. Male. I, this was, um, so, so I've had to be, I think, I think this was posted on our Facebook group yesterday and I realised at the time that earlier on that evening, like two hours before, I'd been flicking through Instagram and I'd seen on Brooke's Instagram story, like just a picture of some baby legs and I just scrolled on past it <laughs> completely, really unaware. I think maybe I thought, oh, maybe that's just Max. I'd, I'd forgotten. So yeah, she, she announced the news on Instagram yesterday by putting a picture of black and white baby legs with a tag on them and the caption, on the morning of Tuesday the 4th of May at 8.14, the exact same time as his big brother that's quite creepy our little i mean cute our little boy came into the world monroe sj brian you've added so much love and happiness to our little family me your daddy and big brother are all besotted with you so she's got two boys she has got two boys good now. luck <laughs> um so I, so yeah i mean i don't know when she's gonna, i mean congratulations i don't know whether um 
when she's, how long she's going to, you know, stay at home, be a mum, when she's coming back to Coronation Street to, to carry on the... She's got other things to worry Sophie about. Sophie, I mean, even the uh, thingy, Tyrone was asking about Sophie this week. No, she, no, they were asking about Rosie, wasn't they, when, when Kevin came into the Rovers for his stag do as a, where's, where's Rosie? Yeah. Uh, I want to know, where's Sophie? Where's both of them? Anyway, well congratulations. Done. Just stringing out this news because there's not much news this week. Why don't we do the week. next story? Go on, you do it then. 25th TV Choice nominations. You can vote until the 21st of May. Come on, Gemma, sell this, sell this. No, I don't Convince care. our listeners to vote. Winners not... are announced online in September and the people that have been nominated are... Yeah, who is it? You do it then. No, no, uh, you, you keep going. Best Soap Actor, Chris Gascoigne, Ooh. David Nielsen or Ben Price. Fan. Interesting, interesting. I'd quite like uh, David Nielsen to walk home with a prize on that. I feel that David doesn't really get many awards for this, but he's been fantastic recently. Um, All three of these guys really have put the work in. They have, they really, really have. Um, and I don't feel as though they get massive recognition. No, I don't think so. I mean, especially even like Chris Gascoigne. I think he, in he the consistently... Carla and Peter like dynamic, he's overshadowed quite a lot by Carla. Yeah, but he consistently puts in a really yeah, solid performance. And um, sorry, I can't remember if he's ever got any awards for it or not. But um, David Nilsson, obviously, I really want fantastic. David Nilsson to get to get an award because, um, like you said, I do think um, he is underrated. I don't know though. He's kind he's of one of these people one of these that everyone that he just... says is underrated. Does that make you underrated if everyone says you're underrated? Yeah, he's just like that... everyone just assumes he's going to be everyone effortlessly that... perfect in well, his also, performance every time. That nobody pays attention to him, but everybody does. Yeah. Um, interesting. No Jack P. Shepherd in the noms this year for TV Choice, but David has had a bit of a quiet year, I think, hasn't he? Because he's still, I think, you know, he's still my favourite actor on the show, Jack P. Shepherd, and David's still my favourite male character probably I would say but yeah no, I'm, I'm glad that the others have uh, had a chance to get um, get nominated this year who have we got for the ladies best soap actress Sally yes. Carmen Ooh. Jane Danson Ooh. and Shirley King mm. now I wouldn't be able to pick that's a hard if one you, I haven't voted yet and I uh, if you tried to make here. me pick between those three I don't know what I would do honestly because Jane Danson's had the hardest year of everybody I think. Yeah, she's so if it was the hardest the working soap work, actress. But she's also put in really great performances. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she's she's fantastic. Sally Carmen again. coming out of like a massive story. Mm. And Sally Carmen is coming into one. So where, yeah. what do you pick? These three women have been the backbone or will be the backbone of Coronation Street over sort of an 18-month period, really. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that the winners aren't announced until September. TV Choice is one of the ones where the long list is, as you know, as long as your arm, and then they whittle it down so there's just, like, four nominations in the end. Um, so, I mean, the things could be good for Shelley at the moment because I think still people remember the storyline. It was a massive story for a few years, but it's maybe fading from the consciousness of... Of people are very, viewers, people, I don't know. People really do uh, move, we on move on quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, in soap land. So I, 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 I couldn't call it here. Who's going to go through? I assume at least one of them will go through. Um, like I said, also... these are all really great nominations, which is actually good because sometimes when I'm, when I'm looking at the nominations for these things I'm like yeah okay well I know who's going to win here mm. or I know who deserves this. Can't tell Three, here. These six really six mm. names here of really great performances over the year and also just to point out great storylining and writing for all of them too because they are the the actors are fantastic but it's the words that they speak that 
you know, sometimes make all the difference. And thinking about these characters as well, I would say that they've been pretty, you know, consistent and well characterised all year. I can't think yeah, of much yeah, that these characters true. have done where I think, no, that's not that's not what they would do. Yeah. Uh, I think it as well, the fact that the winners are going to be announced in September, and, and I don't know how this all works, you know, how much of it is because Coronation Street put forward actors, blah, 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 but could this be a, a hint as to the fact that these characters are going to continue to be important in the show for the next six months because it'd be odd to say have Shelley King awarded best actress in September if she's gonna go quiet now yeah but maybe this has happened before where people have come like come to collect award and people have been like what what have they done (laughs) and it's like six months ago and the character's dead or something yeah yeah I know Um, you can also of course vote for Coronation Street as best soap as well so um, head on over to the TV Choice website I haven't found it but I assume that you've heard of such a thing as Google, and you can find it yourselves. Make sure you do. Vote multiple times. Um, no, don't cheat. No, do it. Cheat for Corrie, it's fine. Just, no, you don't need to. Corrie, I think I, I'm kind of getting the impression from various online soaps that um, soaps, soaps forums and stuff that I'm reading at the moment that Coronation Street is generally doing the best out of lots of the other soaps. I mean, EastEnders is apparently not so good at the moment. What it's had it. It's not so good in no, EastEnders. Yeah. No. Uh, that's maybe that's just my um my mafia gangster voice, which I assume they all have in EastEnders. Um, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. People are saying that Kate Oates is like really ruining EastEnders at the moment. No. I say give her back. <laughs> we'll... Yeah, we'll have her. <laughs> Sorry, in the clouds. I mean, you're, not too, you're doing all right job yourself as well. But well, I listen. Is one it... thing that they don't have is an executive producer. I thought. D- and honestly, I think it's there, cheek. There is who don't. EastEnders. Coronation, Coronation Street doesn't. No, it's all it's all in the hands of this one person, isn't it? And I think there's two. There's Kate, and then there's her higher up, whoever that is in Coronation in, in EastEnders. But I'm kind of thinking, I kind of want Kate back. But then if she does come back, and I mean, she does have you know a penchant for the sensational, doesn't she? And maybe she'd push it too far. I don't know. I just, well, we've had a pretty sensational week this week, so all I know is her period on Coronation Street was you know one of my favourites. Well, it my favourite of, these... of doing the podcast. Yeah. It was one of these um, perfect storms of uh, lots of dif- different things coming together to form something that we really enjoyed, personally. Yeah. But not working so much in EastEnders. There was one episode, was it last Friday or a couple of Fridays ago, that didn't even hit three million on the overnight? That's that's pretty poor. I mean, all the ratings are declining, obviously. I mean, Coronation Street hasn't seen double digits for many a year. Um, it probably never will now, to be honest. No, no, I, I don't think it will either, honestly, either. It's because of how fractured TV yeah. audiences are. I mean, Lines of, Ju- Line of Duty finale last weekend, you know, that classic episode of British TV that, um, what was <laughs> it, 50, per- 50% of the viewing it, population or more were watching and then just moaned TV about. It, it wasn't great, was it? Um, but I yeah. I didn't get what they thought they were doing. And then I kept seeing all these, um, like, everyone was moaning about it, and then the next day, the backlash started, of people going, you're so ungrateful, this is, all oh, this hard work that they put in, don't, don't take it out on the actors, da, da, da. it's like... I'm not taking it out on the actors, it's just Well, some people confusing. were, but at the same, like, <laughs> I don't see how you can finish a, a show that's been going on for ten years with, like, and they all failed. The end. Bye. Well, I don't know. And then they're like, why are you moaning about it? What are you complaining for? Corruption's bad. You never get rid of it. 
Why is it? Why can't these long coins? It's not necessarily the end of Line of Duty, is it? It could carry on. They need on. to do another series because they really screwed that, that one up. last Sorry. shot with them going down in the lift was awful CG <laughs> as well. Well, we're going to get into Anyway, that. we're not talking about that. Vote for Coronation Street, even though you might think it's going to do okay because people are saying it's on the up at the moment compared to some of the other co- uh, soaps. It's still worth your vote. So get on over there, click it, vote, and then do it again the next day. And that's it. Then I don't think there's any other news this week. Right, so baby and awards. Um, say two. So let's move on and, um, and see what people thought of this week's Coronation Street in the feedback section. Right, on to the feedback. And um, we've, we've decided to just include feedback today from basically from this week's episode. So yeah. we've had quite a few people contact us to let us know what they thought of um, all, the, all the shenanigans and um, crazy capers that they've been up to this week. So uh, we're going to read those out today. But first, of course, we're going to start off with our Facebook group um, score for last week's episode, which turned out to be an average of 3.67 out of 5. And I am very, very curious to find out what we get for this week. Oh, I yep. mean, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling guilty about saying 4.5. Am I going to be, you know, one of the only 4.5s? I don't know. Maybe there are people that hated it. Is anyone going to go less than a 4 this week? I don't know. I'm really keen to find out. Uh, anyway, 3.67 was the score last week, including Shona, who gave it... No, Shona, sorry, who gave it three and a half robot vacuum thingies <laughs> out of five. Um, Richard gave it four and a half analog undertakers <laughs> in a digital age. And we had two people that got, that gave us this next one. Um, and I like this because, you know, I like a good podcast reference for my score. Thank you very much for John and Claire, who gave it three slices of butter. <laughs> Out of five. John gave it three and a half slices of butter. Oh, yeah, sorry, Claire gave it three slices of butter. John gave it three and a half <laughs> sliced butters. So, um, yeah, John preferred it. But um, thank you very much for picking me up on not being able to say words right last week. I'm we glad you were listening. We say a sentence correctly all the way through. Right. Um, We've got a new iTunes review this week. We're doing all right with those recently, aren't we? This one came oh, from... Oh, what do you mean? Well, no, we sometimes go through months without uh, the getting one any. The last one was calling me a boot-licking royalist scumbag. Yeah, but it's all right because we got five stars for it. So it's all right. And you uh, you answered that very sensibly and courteously <laughs> and, um, and thoughtfully and respectfully. You're going to have to make the window smaller if you want this to is from, read any this. This is from... Oh, yeah, sorry. This is from JM, um, who has titled it Best... I've lost it because I just made the window smaller and it's, oh, it's lost it. Because of your it. annoying wife. Yeah, God, Gemma. She says, best Coronation Street podcast, or he, I can't remember. A- I'm fist 62 and I've been watching Coronation Street since I was 11. The conversation between Gemma and Michael is a perfect balance between podcasting hosts and a couple. Oh. Not too personal, but personal enough that you value their opinions. These guys know their stuff. The quiz time <laughs> is amazingly fun. Oh, wow. I almost never get it right, though. My old time... <laughs> Shut up. The quiz time is amazing. Yeah. My all-time favourite personality is unwaveringly Steve McDonald. Hilarious in every situation. As a Canadian with a large British influence around me, I'm convinced your accent's absolutely necessary to represent Coronation Street properly. Love it. Listen faithfully. I love the fact that this review of us turned into a review of who's the best Coronation Street character, and it's Steve McDonald. <laughs> That's great. I also like the fact that... Um, our very, very our, southern English accents represent Coronation Street. Although I am from the Midlands. Oh, I had a brilliant moment today, Gemma. One of the mums at school referred to those little black slip-on shoes oh, as, as pumps. Oh. Pumps. That's what I call them. Your Everybody around... My dad calls them daps. I call them pumps. And everyone around me in this crazy land of Southampton calls them plimsolls. <laughs> yeah, and I was plimsolls. like, oh, I've got a kindred spirit in you, mum. <laughs> they are pumps, aren't they? They're not 
pumps. She's crazy. They weird. are. Anyone else? <laughs> anyone else from the Midlands? They're pumps, aren't they? You know what I'm talking about. Slip-on shoes for children. Yeah, thank you very much, JM. I'm not sure that um, Northerners would agree that our, we have appropriate accents, but I'll take any compliment that anyone wants to give me. Absolutely. Uh, right, I'm going to start off by reading George's email. This came in after Wednesday's episode. I want to know what you've thought about today's, yeah. because he was already pretty bowled over by Wednesday's. He said, phew, need to try and gather my thoughts here, as there's so much to say about Wednesday in a very short email. So here we go. The storyline was extremely hard to watch. In fact, I couldn't watch, so I made sure I was busy doing work on my laptop to try and distract me from the distress of what we witnessed. Mm, I, I found it quite therapeutic to um, tweet Yes, you were tweeting along quite readily, weren't you? I was furiously tweeting, yeah. so I wouldn't have to... I felt Abby focus. and Roy both went on the same roller coaster, but at different points, as Roy started by quizzing the nurses on the surgery. Brave man there, as I wouldn't, as I'm screamish when it comes to medical stuff. Oh, whilst Abby went straight to shock, and then later on they swapped, with Roy delivering one of those classic monologues which we're used to from Corrie that go on to win awards, like, of course, Gail during Aiden's suicide, whilst Abby went fussing about if Seb needed pyjamas. Um, all four, Abby, Roy, Nina and Seb were brilliant in this story and they're going to need to, and they'll need to be going forward as I don't think this is going to be any easier. Well, I think that, um, I think that Harry Vizanoni can take a breather now at least. It's on the sh- shoulders of the other three now. Yeah, not his problem. Plus the rest, plus the supporting cast. Uh, finally, George says, all of the culprits, and that includes your Kelly, needs to face justice. <laughs> and I don't mean Soapland justice, where you spend three months doing prison scenes or just get given a suspended sentence, but actual justice needs to happen to Corey, Summer's bit on the side, and Kelly. Although I couldn't tell if Summer played a role, she deserved a stern hiding herself as she's starting to behave like a right slapper ever since she had a facelift, <laughs> which has clearly included a personality swap too. I don't think <laughs> oh I'd, I'd go that far, but I still, <laughs> I still don't see very much of old Summer in, in, in Harriet's performance, honestly. She's come back from Granny Spellman's a bit of a changed character all what around. What did Granny Spellman do I mean, to her? Yes, she decided to go home. She got to the she got to the wasteland. She realised it was you know she was in over her head, but it, it just doesn't feel like the same person. Whereas with Todd, I can kind of kind of believe it. Thank you very much, George. I'd be interested to know what you thought about Friday's episode. I've got a feeling you would have liked it too. It is really interesting that the attackers. Of, on Wednesday were one sort of one female character who has not been in the show for as long as the rest of the teens um, one character that's clearly a, one, the rest were all boys one of them set up obviously to be the villain mm. the full guy you got one semi-anonymous one who's got a name and that's about it feels cars and then the rest of them are just goons yeah I just think it's really interesting um there's clearly an imbalance in the the sort of the sexes of the characters anyway because there are more girl characters, mm. right? It's just really interesting and sort of talks about how you can sympathise perhaps easier with the female characters maybe. And maybe. that's why the boys were all just anonymous goons. Mm. Which is why it's odd that, you know, RD's not being pushed you know i'm assuming that we're not going to see as much of Ardy because he's not in that I guess poster the other yeah the other it's thing as well is that he has got beef with Corey. if you were to put all male characters in that we knew you'd lose five at once very true because they'd all have to go down for yeah, it wouldn't yeah. they right so 
the next message we have is from Richard, who says, I will make this a brief one, as I am conscious that I often send feedback. Damn I'm it, guessing you will be inundated this week. We love it. What a week. One of the best ever in six decades I have been watching. This had it all. Brilliant and relevant storyline, excellent production and direction and stellar acting performances. I would advise Sally Carmen, David Nielsen, Molly Gallagher and Harry Vizioni to make plenty of spare space available on their shelves for the awards they will surely receive. Five out of five from me, character of the week, Roy Mondo. Oh, well, that's funny we didn't mention that earlier, did we? Roy saying, oh, I was annoyed when you used to call me Raymondo, but I wish you'd call it me again. I think you just called him Roymond. Oh, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Roymond, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would love them to get awarded for this. I think that because the soap awards have been cancelled. I mean, we have got these TV choice ones, haven't we? And some of those characters that uh, the Richard mentioned there there have been always... nominated. But Molly Gallagher, I mean, uh, if, depending on how this story goes on, she should certainly be one to watch. I really think the it's come in in later in the year. Really sad to me that Coronation Street is missing out on two years worth of soap awards, where I really feel that there are people who have not been given a chance before now to shine. Mm. taking centre stage and in a year when they're not being given the credit that they deserve. Yeah. Not that they do it for the awards and stuff. I mean, I would, but <laughs> um, it just feels unfair. Yeah, I mean, Shelley did get some awards last year, didn't she? I know, I mean, but like I wanted... The, listen, the what I wanted and... was to have her come up to the stage wearing a sparkly outfit, mm. you know, get the night out on the town with everybody. Say, I just want to thank Michael and Gemma for yes. believing me from and the beginning. Goodness, finally someone said it. Someone said it, yeah. We're still waiting for somebody to thank us. <laughs> without us. Lee has emailed us this evening and said, Okay, first of all, Gemma was right about Kelly. Lock her up and throw away the key. Why? Just because I was right about everything. (laughs) So I'm so insufferable, I have to be punished. Honestly, she's not stopped talking about it, Lee, since Wednesday. I put it on my CV. You got a certificate, says very good listener. I've got one that says right about Kelly. (laughs) Also, new sub was going to die, at least from Wednesday. Lee says, really, this week was phenomenal. I was heartbroken to lose Seb, but his death was necessary to have this story hit as hard as it hit. That's what I said. The show did a great job of getting us invested in Nina and Seb as a couple, which makes the story all the more devastating. It reminds me of the phrase, kill your darlings, when writers kill characters or ideas that they've worked hard on to better the story. It reminds me... It's like how Daenerys or her dragons died. That's a spoiler. Sad. Um, I remember when Cass Rickman was killed in the bill and she was this lovely little scouser, little mini cop, and she was lovely and, and, and friendly and just cheery and chirpy and she got off by the Sunhill serial killer. Didn't Honey get killed as well? Uh, she, Honey Hartman did get killed. I yeah, think she was killed by the serial killer. Yeah, and both of those were really, you know, well-liked characters. A girly girl. Yeah, yeah. And um, you're, you're right. It, it was very much in, in that vein with, uh, with Seb taking one for the team this week um lee continues even though i think kelly needs to be sent down i also thought that the imran toya element worked well here she isn't used to empathy and adults she isn't, she isn't used, used to, to empathy and adults that are good role models so it was kind of heartbreaking when kelly was reassured by her foster parents about making good decisions and doing the right thing yeah that's really true actually she i mean we can only her assume her mum's awful character and we can only assume that um, rick himself was no better um, so she was probably caught off guard that, a little bit. The, the the actual criminal of the family was worse than the mother who whose only crime be, was being just flighty. Just because he's a loan shark, it doesn't necessarily. He was a make... crim. 
I just, know, just because about he, Dad. Just because he had a calendar with Tommy Orpington on it. Where's he, by the way? Where's Tommy Owen all this? Yeah. He he's should off, have been patrolling up and down the canal. He's in the he's in the room covered with Moira at the moment, I reckon. Sad times. Um, throw her in prison, says Lee. Bye, girl. Bye, one, girl. One of my favourite weeks on the cobbles since I started watching. Everyone's loving this week. Gosh, I wish, I just wish, wish I you loved a Monday more. I do, I wish I do. Well, don't let the, what is it? Don't let good be the enemy, no, don't let perfect be the enemy of good, Michael. Okay. You'll never have a perfect number five week. Oh, I'm tired. I know, we've been running a database. We've had a spreadsheet since when do we start it like 2004 2005 every time we have been to the cinema since then we rate the films that we go and see out of five so this is a pretty lengthy list by now and i've still not given any fives you've given a, a, yeah. a, a sprinkling haven't you yeah but then when i look back i'm like i don't think that's a five yeah film. i have not seen a five out of five film in the cinema for like 15 years no i just it's like a, an unreachable perfection and i think i'm the same with coronation street but i don't know if if monday had been just a bit better maybe well i remember when you came up when you came to me with this idea you said oh i've got a friend who's really nerdy who and he's he's got this really lame um database of all the films he's watched he scores them out of five anyway we're gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) that's just my friend trekkie he is nerdy you like, Trekkie hasn't had a mention on the podcast for ages. I know. I don't remember us talking about him, but we haven't got a baby seen him. Now. Yeah. yeah. That's why we haven't seen him. <laughs> got a baby. Next email. Kaylee, just a quick one to express my genuine sadness after Seb died tonight. Oh, he died. I've read it out. It makes me sad. I know, but it's, it is so funny that, like, if you'd have said to somebody <sighs> Who's month die ago, two months ago, what would you think if Seb died? Most people would be like, don't care. Well, I, yeah. Um, Kaylee says, didn't realise I liked him that much. Oh, there we go. There you go. Uh, love Nina and have been enjoying their romance grow. I remember watching the Sophie Lancaster... I hope I'm saying this right. I keep thinking I'm saying this wrong. I remember watching the Sophie Lancaster BBC drama Murdered for Being Different and crying over it and the tears came back tonight. Gemma... (laughs) I can't read this word. Gemma was right. You can't say this word. Kelly's a... Bleep. Yeah, bleep. I've been defending her for months. She's just a bit misunderstood. She's just insecure. I was wrong. She is your classic good-looking bully and I'm recalling the ones like her from my own own school days. I hope she does the right thing, but I doubt it. I've been watching... See, I, st- I think, still think she was. I think from seeing her behaviour tonight, she's much more likely to either turn herself in or admit to whatever uh, when the police come round. And, and, and I think maybe Corey's <laughs> going to try and put it on her and turns and weedle out of Oh, it. whoa, whoa. She's, look, the very least she stood and watched somebody get kicked to death. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not um, innocent, I'm just innocent. waiting. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you were right. Gemma, you were right. Kelly's horrible. I'm just waiting for, like, three months' time when she's all swindled you back again to thinking that she's sad. Just remember this moment, everyone. She's crying because she's sad because she's ruined her own life and you'll fall for it because she's so pretty. Oh, I'm so sad I had such bad role models when I was little and everyone would be like, Gemma was wrong. She is actually really nice. She just did one bad thing in her life and that's it. (laughs) You guys will be singing a different tune, I bet you, in a few months' time when she pulls on those little heartstrings. Mm -mm. Never. Mm -mm. I never forgive. Her, Tim, worst human beings on the planet. 
Kaylee says, I've been watching Classic Ari for months now. I was enjoying it a lot more than the current episodes, but this storyline has changed things around. Well done, everybody involved, and much love to the family of Sophie Lancaster. Can't wait to watch Corey go down. Yeah, Classic Coronation has been quite good at the moment. There was another shock slap in that. This week on Normal Corey, we had Nina slapping... Um, no. No. Kelly, Kelly slapping Nina. Nina. This week on Classic Coronation Street, uh, Zoe slapped Emily Bishop. Right around the face. Can't believe it. Zoe. How dare you? Joe Froggart. What? And then, yeah, and then baby. she goes on and gets to be in Downton Abbey. Died. Yeah, so sad. Finally, today, we had an email from, oh no, a message on Instagram from fangirloverlud123 who says, what can I say? Times like this when I'm so affected by the episodes that I need to take a few minutes to take a breather afterwards are the reason I watch Corrie. Harry, Molly, Sally, David, Millie, Tanisha, Maximus and everyone else was phenomenal. The writing was gorgeous too. There's a lot to unpack and I have a tendency to rant and ramble so I'll try and probably fail to keep it short. I think you are possibly the longest message we've got this week, but don't worry, you go for it. First of all, I thought it was the right choice to dedicate most of the week to just this story. Soaps had a tendency to dilute certain scenes, which, while still very effective, would have worked better if they weren't mixed in with other stuff. Yeah, I mean, just imagine, like, every other scene, like, being, you know, Kathy and the Trolls this week. It would have totally ruined it. Mm. So I think you're absolutely right, fangirl, overload, one, two, three. This was... I mean, I was I was quite excited when I heard that just Wednesday's episode was going to be about this one story. I didn't realise at the time that Friday's would be as well, but I, I very much appreciated it for the fact that it was. Um, she says, There's basically no better way to hit me in the feels than to hurt Roy. I adore the way he's bonded with Nina, and his concern and heartache when she was in the hospital broke me. So let me get this straight. We weren't supposed to like Kelly, and then we were. And now we are supposed to hate her again. That would be my only criticism. But as I'm in a good mood, or rather got out all my meanness earlier in the week, I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say it shows how no one is black and white. And the story itself, oh, it was tragic yet so important. The fact that this goes on still in our society, it seems so tragic, such a waste of life. And the killing off of Seb, well, I think Corrie should continue what it's doing with Seb and Peter and not announce when someone's leaving. You still think, still don't know about Peter, do we? It's like they did a fantastic job. I don't think I've mentioned this. Yeah, and keeping it secret that Harry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they, they they did. It's and... probably easier to do it now when you you can't go out for your leaving do, which is what normally how they normally they, they said that, that sometimes happened, doesn't it? But yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm interested to read next week's synopses once the episodes have been on to see um, how they managed to skirt around, you know, not mentioning him or whatever. Yeah. Um, with the likes of others, uh, this continues, we didn't know how it would happen, but still, it took something away. And I'm sadder about losing Seb than I thought. The potential yeah. he and Nina had. One more thing, there is still a part of me wishing Toya and Imran could get their own story and not just be on the sidelines of Rana, Leanne, Kelly, etc. Yes. This week was one of the best Coronation Street has had in years, and it will leave an impact for many a moon. Character of the week is Roy, who deserve it every week, let's be honest, and I give it four and a half Webster-esque moustaches out of five. And that's it. Oh, that's the satisfying feedback section. I think I'm glad to hear that lots everybody liked it. Lots of praise, lots it. of love. Yeah, um, the Facebook group seems to like it too. Yeah, just been having, a, having a little look since uh, the episodes are finished. Lots of lots of praise there. Join the Facebook group. Um, don't forget that you can do that. That's where all the conversations happen. Everyone seems to be quite surprised. That Seb died. Well, there was there was a thread just earlier today, sort of saying who's going to die. Do you think um, 
who do you want to die? Who do you want to live? And everyone was saying, oh, I, I want them both to survive. And I was like, well, I'm not sure whether I do. And I feel bad that maybe because I got my wish, I, I, I kind of, this, I, I wanted Seb to die, not because I didn't like the character or anything, but I guess I've hopefully been able to justify today. I think it's better for the story. It'll be better for the other characters around, um, more impact. So, oh, well. If you want to hear more about um, Seb, stick around for our character profile on him this week, yeah. which we're just about to record. Usually we record these on like Tuesdays, but we couldn't we couldn't this week because we didn't know whether he was gonna die or not. Yeah, this is the problem. We've been waiting all week to like know. Michael was like, uh oh, oh maybe I'll die on Wednesday and then yeah. we should record on Thursday. I was, yeah, I was waiting on Wednesday's episode, especially when it started beeping, the uh, his machine I was like, okay, good, he's he is gonna die, he's gonna die now, so we can record <laughs> the profile on Thursday. But no, hang on. And then he most most of um, today's oh. episode, I was thinking, oh, now we're going to have to record the po- the profile and it could go just out of date instantly if he dies on Monday or something. But, oh, um, the troubles of We are going to record that now. I, I don't know how long it's going to be, but um, See, um, it'll be, it will have closure. I want to give a shout out on the Facebook group to Stuart, who is the only one really thinking of us in all of this. Imagine recording a podcast after that, he says. And finally, acknowledgement here of the great emotional turmoil that we go through, the self-imposed problem, this first world problem that we have of having to do a podcast (laughs) about a show where somebody dies. Yeah, so sad. It's difficult. Um, Where's our charity? Where's our charity collection? We need to wrap this up. If you would like to send us an email, if you're a little bit late to share your thoughts and you want to say some things and haven't run out on the podcast last week about or next week about this week's yes, episodes. Please write in. Want to know what you thought. Conversationstreet at gmail.com is our address. Um, you can you can contact us on Instagram or on Twitter. We've had quite a few good uh, new Twitter followers this week, so thank mm. you very much. Welcome if you're the new listener to the podcast. We don't usually ramble on quite so much as we did today, although to be fair, it is close. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on Facebook. YouTube, where we upload old things some of the time and new things. There is actually a um, Sally Carmen interview of there about there Abby, is a Sally Carmen which interview. you might enjoy. It's an oldish one. It's, yeah, um, it's old. Yeah. Um, but she's and still Abby. She, she is. And um, we are on Patreon as well. So go and have a look at patreon.com slash conversation street if you um, like the sound of that. And we've ordered the, the um, Rover's Tear oh, yeah. t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for them to turn up. I hope they look good. I, I've, I've had a few emails back and forth with the company that we're working with to make the t-shirts and they sent us the proof, uh, pictures of the proofs the other day. So um, uh, hopefully uh, people who are waiting for those won't have to wait too much longer. We will have to see. Very, very excited to get yes, those. Yes, it is exciting. Very right. So. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, we hope that we did the story justice this week. Um, um, we hope that if this hit you hard, that you feel okay. Um, and don't forget that this is something that we'll have to work together on, isn't it? Yes. Um, Sorry, I was just taking a, sw- a swallow of two while you were doing the sensible ending. The, I, I hope that I hope that some of the, as always with these difficult and sensitive and serious storylines, some of the levity and irreverence that we were able to bring to it wasn't offensive And honestly, too much. like I said before... The fact that there's a charity dedicated to to um, Sophie's memory is is a beautiful thing, and I know that it feels like the world gets worse all the time, but it really isn't. It's not worse. It just feels that way because of the way the news and social media works, and violent crime is going down every year. So just just remember that just because you hear just because you hear about the news, it's not as scary as all that, and just keep being 
I, I keep seeing this thing saying be kind to each other. You don't have to be kind. You just have to understand each other and you just have to not be a dick. That's all you have to do. It's such a simple task. Really, <laughs> don't have to be kind to people that you don't like. You don't have to be nice to people that are horrible. You don't have to be. You don't have to be nice to someone just because they're a goth either. Just don't be a dick, and also don't kick them. Yeah, that's the well, moral of the story. We, we are doing our bit to um, stop violent crimes going How on. How are we doing that? By buying Abby a collar with a bell oh, on, yeah. so hopefully the senseless murder of mice around our house will um, will Cease. reduce yeah. in the next week. So we'll let and you know also, how that goes. I'm fairly sure that whatever charity um, we donate the Patreon funds to in December this year was going to be something related to the story. Oh, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyway, right. Thank you, everybody, yeah, we for listening. Go on and, and we're going to podcast, go. aren't we? And you can listen to it in whatever oh. order you want. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. See you next week. We'll see you soon if you're going to listen to that. But for now, ta And the music for this podcast came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.